Last time I checked, that's us. That is, and we look the same on the radio, so I'm Steve East Johnny. Who cares? We're here until 7 o'clock. I'm going to need a vacation after this. You know, these these, <laughs> lo- these long work years. Oh, God. Just... It was February 14th of 2020 when we were last in this studio. Yeah. And prior to that, we did a fabulous New Year's Eve celebration ringing in 2020. We had such high hopes for the year. Little did we know. Oh, golly. It's been a long couple of years, and it's just so nice to be back here. And thank you all for tuning in. We've got a show that is just like, what do we call it, a... a 400-pound person in a joint sack. (laughs) You know, per usual, we have about seven hours worth of stuff planned uh, for for a four-hour show. Why would I put a person in a sack? I just blended two old sayings. Anyway... (laughs) It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Yeah, uh, we got a bunch of things planned for this afternoon. Uh, hopefully, some of them will actually happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, what? Who are these two people that are babbling? <sighs> We're good at that because we've done yes. it for thirty plus years on the radio. Yeah. Two airbags, no waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long story short, uh, we've been part of the WGN family in one form or another since nineteen eighty four. Do you and, know that uh, most of the people working here weren't around then? I know. Don't <laughs> remind me. Don't remind me. Uh, after uh, 27 years of uh, doing the five nights a week full-time, uh, we have kind of segued into an every now and then we just do a, an occasional drive-by, and this is one of those occasional drive-bys right. to wrap up uh, 2021. We did not hang up our headphones. We knew where they were so we could grab them on our way out the door today. Yep. And um, it, we're very comfortable in here. Uh, one of the reasons we didn't come back in the past year was because of health concerns. Yeah. We just kind of stayed in our own safe little bubble, as we hope most people have done. Some people had to go to work, first responders, for example. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts yeah. for what you've been doing for us over the past two years. And uh, just as you're going out or, or doing whatever it is you're, you're going to do for New Year's Eve... This is the obvious, but please try to say safe. As we were driving in on the Kennedy, there was, A, the usual amount of crazy, but then there was one guy in particular who was uh, pretending he was in some sort of a race. And oh, he's he was in a video game. Zip- he was going back and forth. And Wasn't he playing a video game? I think and he, he was. It, and the steering wheel was his joystick, and he was in and out and in and out. And I said, I just hope we can get off the expressway before he has an accident. Yeah. And I pray that he gets where he's going. Yeah. So if you have to be out on the roads, especially if you're heading on any road that is facing toward downtown Chicago, buckle up, because it's going to be slower, and it's going to be kind of uh, a character builder. Uh, If you're going to the grocery store, because everyone needs milk and bread, (laughs) for God's sakes, get your milk and bread right now. We passed uh, on our way here. We're driving out of our neighborhood, and there's a a, uh, Whole Whole Foods. Foods. And we couldn't believe the traffic jam out on the street. And, and you know they're going for milk and bread. They're- and if some of my friends put pictures of themselves standing in line at the grocery store. 
whether it was Jewel or Aldi or Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, the line was all the way through the store into the back of the store. And I said, I want you to look. How many have milk and bread? And that's all they're there for. Maybe <laughs> wine and some chocolate, too. But, you know, that's on my shopping list. By the way, I, I did want to mention, and we're going to probably mention this several times during the show, because a lot of people have been saying, how do we, how do we follow you? How do we stay in touch with you? Our Main website is steveandjohnny.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. That links to all the other places we hang out uh, on the Internet. And you can also check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash steveandjohnnyshow. Come on by. And coming up a little later today, we've got something uh, pretty special. We're going to be joined by Lisa McClowry. And our good friend from the Buckinghams, Carl Giamarisi. And they have written and recorded a wonderful song. It's beautiful. We will have the world premiere of that song this afternoon. And only for people who are listening to this show, you will be given a specific code where you can get a copy of it for free. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Our little New Year's gift to you. And every now and then we're going to sneak in a, a little trivia question for you i will not go home until i tell you what you need to do for new year's day so that you have a good 2022 because lord knows we all need anything yeah, please. In, in our favor for please. 2022 so i've got a long list of things that i believe in so i want to share those things i know they sound like superstitions but eh. Stick around. I'll tell you all about them today. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on, and our thanks uh, to, thanks to Ron Brown, uh, who we hadn't met before. And, uh, a whole bunch of Ron's people. Ron's going to be hanging out in the newsroom this yeah. afternoon. We've got Ron. We saw Bob Kessler, who is one of yeah. our kids, because he started with us way back in the 90s when he was our producer, not once, but twice. Yep. He went away, and he missed us so much, he came back and once again turned his life upside down, working with us on the all-night show. Uh, we've never had a chance to meet Jack, who's on the other side of the glass and holding all this whole thing together and hopefully keeping it together for us over the next four hours. And we got Bob Fukuda in the uh, engineering department, and he was wonderful to kind of refresh us when we came in. Because mm-hmm. you think you know these things. They say it's like, you know, getting back on a bicycle or getting back on a horse. No, it's not the same. <laughs> it's never going to be the same. No, it's never <laughs> going to be the same. No, no, no. <sighs> well, a lot of things coming up. Uh, would you like it if we took a break? Okay. The voice in my head says yes, so we're going to take a break. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and no Am I the only person on the planet No. who who started as a huge Mariah Carey fan? I mean, you know, back in the day when she yes. did the VH1 uh, yes. Unplugged, I thought, yeah, cool. If I never hear another <laughs> Mariah Carey song, I, I won't complain. And she won't go to the poorhouse. So. Yeah, she, she could care less. Yeah. So, Mariah, have a nice life. <laughs> Move on. But oh. You know what I realized we forgot? What? Thank goodness we forgot our New Year's Eve travel pack, which included 
You're noisemakers. You're right. I am so happy. Because they were, mm. you never knew how to master them, and they always sounded a little I enjoyed slick. that, that <laughs> I know travel you did. pack with the, the horns and the... Why? See? Oh, oh well. why I mentioned that, I don't know. Um, we are going to reintroduce you to some folks that if you did listen to our all-night show, you got to be friends with over the years. And some of them were kind enough to spend literally decades with us on yes. the radio. One of them is in the studio with us because he is living with us this week. He and his wife and his baby, our baby, Joseph, are here. And uh, he is Pat- Dr. Patrick Crispin. We knew you when you were just a student. Woohoo! <laughs> You're good. All is right in the world. He we have to have a woohoo. <laughs> yes. Back By in the, the days of Website Wednesday night, Patrick was the uh, chief of our cyber squad. Yes, for 15 years. And and currently you are. Patrick has a a, 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 a business card that folds out. I think about uh, no. It's a trifle. No, it's cards. a trifle. Now don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you are? I am the Director of Educational Technology at the Keck School of Medicine of USC. I also teach in the Rossier School of Education. I teach a doctoral level economics course in the Organizational Change Leadership Program. Wait, you're just trying to make him right. That's what you're doing. <laughs> I saw that look see? in your eyes. See? You said, I'm just going to tell him everything that I do. However, if you want, I did see in the green, r- green room some noisemakers. Can... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> noisemakers. <sighs> I gave you a key to the house. That's true. You know, I can I can double lock that door. Well, Patrick is the daddy of uh, Joseph, and he is married to Christine. And you all know how that happened over the years, because we knew him when he was a single dude mm-hmm. uh, in college with the worst telephone line in the world out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And we, we, we it finally got to the point where we were sure that the telephone company was doing it on purpose, because it was just bad. It was just terrible. Fortunately... They eventually fixed it, and then we moved to California and have not had that problem since. (laughs) It was advanced technology we're talking about. Back in the early days when we were Windows 98, right? Yeah, Uh, 98 second edition. Yes, and we had just taken our computer out of the box, the the devil computer that we paid $666 for, which should Mm -hmm. have given us a clue. It was the devil computer. (laughs) And uh, we finally kind of got our toe into computers. Thanks mainly to WGN Radio because everything was going that way. And when we talked to you, we weren't texting. We didn't have small cell phones that had fabulous cameras on them, right? That's correct. We didn't have a. Uh, we didn't have Facebook. There was life before Facebook. I find that hard to believe. In fact, I remember the night we were talking with you, and you told us about this this new thing. You said you you you, you got it. In fact. Two new things that I'm thinking of. One was Google. Yes. And the other was Amazon. We said, well, Amazon, he said, you, you will never need, and it will have everything you ever want. And that year you gave us a certificate to Amazon to shop. And I said, I don't know if we should do this. This is really strange. And and, and the other thing was, um, uh, let's see, texting, well, email, Facebook, uh, there's all kinds of crazy things that we take for granted now, right? All these things that just have come up in the last 20 years. We like, oh, really? There was 
There was the world lived before this. That? How, yeah. how could you handle this? Mm-hmm. The GPS in your pocket. I, yeah. How would you yeah. be able to find your way around places or avoid traffic yes. if you didn't have a cellular phone in your pocket that had that information on it? Right. I remember seeing a picture a while back of just a desktop of what a regular desktop looked in the 1980s. And somebody had made an animation showing that all the things that used to sit on our desktop, you know, the Filofax, the the telephone, yeah. the, the video camera, all those things are now in our cell phones, yep. just in that we pocket. walk around in our pockets yeah, with this. That's it's, crazy. I'm going to segue to what my pea-sized brain says is one of the big, big stories of 2021 and going into 2022. And it's a story that I don't think has received an iota of coverage that it, that it should have had. Uh, this has to do with the the demise of 3G yep and what it is going to do to your your car your phones uh, older cars older older car and, and we're going to talk a little later with Tom Appel about that but uh, there are a lot of people that still have 3G phones, uh, mm-hmm. jitterbug, a lot, tons of people. You see the in, in Sunday's paper, you will always see the ads for the jitterbug phones. Right. They're going to be impacted by this. Uh, so with that as a preamble, lay it on us. Yeah. Do you remember back in 2009 when we switched from an analog television signal to digital television yes. signal? Mm-hmm. happened, I think, in June. There's huge wall-to-wall coverage. Everybody knew yep. this. You could contact the government. The government would send you an yep. antenna if you wanted to. Well... It turns out that they're going to do a similar thing with the 3G telephone network. Um, coming up sometime this ne- next year, it depends on who you use as your right. provider. Uh, if you have a 3G phone, it's no longer going to work. You're going to need to get a new telephone. You're going to have to turn it in. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the, <clears throat> the, the stated reason for this is to make room on the broadband for 5G. Yeah, everybody's moved on to 4G and 5G. And I'll explain what that means in just a sec. But really, I think the big thing is that the new signals that you get in 4G, and particularly 5G, support enhanced 911. So it's 911 location services. So that when you dial 911, additional information goes with the telephone Ah. call that you just can't get over 3G. Let's back up and just explain what we're talking about. Do you remember the old brick telephones that first came out? Oh, yeah. You had basically this fanny packer, this this carrying case case that you had to carry with you. And I have to interrupt you here to tell the story that we always tell anytime we uh, talk about a brick phone. Bob Collins was one of the first people (laughs) we knew who had a brick phone walking through a high-end restaurant with Bob who has this brick phone (laughs) attached to his ear and is very loudly conducting a phone call because he wanted people to know that he had this new technology. That was an attention getter. That was a big thing. That was back in the 80s, and that was called 1G, first generation. So when we switched over from that to analog, or from analog to digital, that happened in the early 1990s. That was the second generation of cellular networks. The third generation, which is what we're talking about, 3G. Does G stand for generation? Generation. Duh. Yep. Okay. So the third generation happened in the early 2000s. But honestly, if you were an Apple user, you didn't know it until about 2008 because Apple didn't release their first 3G phone until the summer of 2008. But that brought not only a better digital voice signal, but really mobile data. Now, 
put big air quotes around that because when we say mobile data, it was painfully slow. Right. It was mm-hmm. brutally slow. They said it was like it could go up to 28 megabits per second. It was realistically about two. <laughs> so what ended up happening in the early 2010s is the evolution just kept going. In the fourth generation, which are the phones that most of us have right now, um, that has something called mobile broadband. It's significantly faster. 5G is a new new wave where everybody's going. That's a fifth generation. Um, it's faster. It's more reliable. And honestly, it's like 100 times faster Wow. Than, than earlier versions. It's If you want broadband data on a phone, 5G is the way to go. I'm hitting the pause button. <laughs> We're going to break for news, and we'll be back with more on WGN. Chicago, Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. A little later, after we get out of here at 7 o'clock, John Landecker is going to be boogieing his way into the new year. Doesn't that feel weird to you? It does. You guys were together and way back when. In fact, somebody just on Facebook yesterday. Yeah. And I will post this uh, probably on our Facebook page, uh, maybe even tomorrow. Somebody found an old, it's a a scoped air check of me in 1973 at the once big 89 doing the 89 89 countdown. The top 89 songs. I I hadn't heard that thing since since I did it. That was 49 years ago. Yeah. He can't. That's when you had me on your book cover. <laughs> that just sounds weird. Yeah, that's the so let's move part on. of our relationship. Uh, Dr. Patrick Crispin is with us in the studio. Patrick is one of our senior members of our cyber squad who was with us for 15 years doing Website Wednesday night. And we would we would talk computers until the wee, wee hours of the morning. And we were fortunate when he moved to California because there was a time difference and we could keep him on until the wee hours of the morning. And right now... And I know there's some people that are their ears really perked up when we started talking about 5G because they might have heard the things were going to happen in 2022 that might affect them with like their, the demise of 3G, right? And this might affect their phones and it might affect their older cars. We're going to talk specifically how it would affect your cars as we get into the five o'clock hour when Tom Appel joins us. Tom is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive, right? And he's our car guy. Uh, but back to you. Uh, uh, Patrick. So basically, if you have a 3G device, it's going to stop working in 2022. That's just, terrifying just because they happen. haven't warned us about this. They told no... us with the TVs that it would stop working and we were ready for and it. And that's what bugs me about this. I mean, you know, A, I really still do have, it's it's a very comfortable clamshell phone. It's phone. 3G. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm afraid of the technology. Johnny has a smartphone, and I can I can work it. It's just that when I make a phone call, I want to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have a need for other computer things. If I want to do them, I'll use my computer. But people who have a 3G phone, and a lot of people, as we said, who have the jitterbug phones, 
they are going to be impacted by this. Well, particularly if you've given your old phone to your parents, to your grandparents, yep. you know, your old right. Apple, you know, iPhone 4 and right. maybe 5, mm-hmm. they're just going to stop working. I mean, there's no calls, no 911, no but, cellular data. It just stops working. R- riddle me this, and, and you may not know the answer. Mm-hmm. Why Hasn't there been more publicity? Because you would think that whether it's Verizon or whoever, you'd think they would want to sell new phones. So, hey, uh, by the way, we should let you know your old phone ain't going to work. So here's this uh, wonderful deal on this new spiffy phone. My guess is that most of the carriers have been trying to get in touch with people by putting things in the bill saying, hey, by the way, don't forget. But who reads But who reads your bills? Um, they should be sending text messages saying, hey, if you're on AT&T, you, until, you have until February 22nd. If you've got Verizon, fortunately, you've got the entire year. You have until mm-hmm. New Year's Eve of next year to be able to get ready. Get ready uh, For T-Mobile, T-Mobile, remember, took over Sprint. So right. if you're the old Sprint customer with 3D, you've got until, I think, the end of March. Yeah, they're it, pretty early on in it, the year. Yeah, yeah, a Sprint 4G LTE is going to be uh, June, and I think the T-Mobile 3G goes in July. But you you sit there and go okay well I you know I don't use Sprint I don't use AT and don't use T Mobile well do you use Cricket mm-hmm. do you use Boost do you do Straight Talk do you use any of the Lifeline services do you have any sort of medical devices that are connected to three G oh Ooh, I never thought tablets you mean smartwatches like, uh, like the the things that people wear around their neck could they could stop really? working. Vehicle oh, SOS systems, we'll talk about a little yeah. bit later. Uh, home security systems. The big thing you need to do, just do a Google search. Search for FCC 3G. That's FCC 3G. Let me stop you on home security system because now it all comes together for me personally. Mm-hmm. We just had a tech come out to our house yep. and we paid $125. I said, why do we have to have this upgrade? Our system is perfectly fine. It's working great. She goes, nope. you don't understand. You have to pay <laughs> for this upgrade. So that's what we did. We got upgraded to the 5G. And a lot of people don't know it. Fortunately, if you visit your carrier's website and, and the FCC has a link to it, it lists all the devices that are going to be impacted from this. For those of you who don't have time to go to the FCC website, honestly, if you have an iPhone 6 or later, breathe a sigh of relief, you're good. If you have a Samsung Galaxy S5 or later, breathe a relief. Oh, good. You're, you're, you're okay. okay. But again, it's the old devices that we've given to the loved ones that we have, and we may not have updated them or mm-hmm. given them the latest version. So grandma, grandpa, or we were talking this morning, yes. um, domestic violence shelters. We, do- we donated them. A lot yeah. of people donate yeah. their old yep. phones to the domestic violence shelters or to the homeless shelters. If you've got an old phone sitting around, that really is from the last 10 years or so. Because, we're again, we're talking with uh, – 3G it really became popular in 2008 with the iPhone uh, 3G. If you have an old phone, really think about donating to these shelters, to mm-hmm. wherever, just because they desperately need phones, and of their course. phones are about to stop working. And they and I know the domestic violence uh, shelters primarily use them for 911. Yes. You, you don't have to have a service. You can have a phone yep. that's like a paperweight, but if you have to call 911, you can, in fact, do that with those phones. So get them out of the drawer and share them just with the world. Yeah. And you can clean them up, you know, just basically do a factory reset and give them away. And, you know, we all have phones sitting around. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
sadly. Yeah. <laughs> and and now I'm thinking I sold you I, I sold your brother on his need for a new phone because he had a Galaxy S7. And I said you're going to wake up and your phone's not going to work. And so by the time I was done with him, he said get it for me yesterday. And and well, well if you've got a five G phone, he is going to love the yes, speed of that. It is just a yeah. hundred times to actually a hundred to three hundred times faster wow. than what he used to have on his old phone. Five G is amazing. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. it uh, well, I'm pleased with what we've got now, so I would like mm-hmm. them to leave it alone, but that ain't going to happen. And am I wrong, or is there a, a, like a, a newer version of 5G that is about to hit, too? There could be. I mean, basically, we're, uh, like we're getting 5G the, enhanced we're or getting something the like very that. early stages of 5G. So realistically, on average, if you're using it, you're getting about 100 megabits per second. Uh, really, on top of this, it can go up to 20 gigabits per second with speed, but the networks have to be updated, right. and there are some concerns about that. Here's a couple of interesting texts from a 630 area co. I had an iPhone 8, and it just stopped working sometime last year. When I went into Verizon, they basically told me, oh, yeah, that's not going to work anymore in 2022, but they didn't give me any details <laughs> on that. So, of course, you go and buy a new phone. On the flip side, A 773 text and says AT&T offered a free phone to any 3G owner. Yes. Well, that's cool. That's impressive. So contact your carrier. And again, if you're concerned about any device that you have that has a cellular signal, really just go to the company's website, contact them on the telephone, and just say, hey, what's going to happen with me in 2022 Mm -hmm. when 3G goes away? They might actually be able to just cut you a deal and give you something for free. Here are a couple more texts. Uh, 847, will iPhone 6S with Straight Talk be okay? It should be. But again, check with Straight Talk. Again, all these providers have it. I did check something. iPhone 6, um, and I think this is on... I think no. I checked on AT and T. AT and T was saying the iPhone six and later was going to be good. I didn't check the Verizon list, but check with Straight Talk. They'll have a list of what is and is not going to work. Six oh eight area code said that Boost Mobile sent a very vague text, approximately <laughs> October twenty of this year, and mobile data slowed to unusable about ten days later. So they must have made a change. Wow! And said, "Oh, we told you about it." Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is really weird because I remember we did a monthly show mm-hmm. on television going from analog yep. to digital and what to do to prepare for it. It got to the point where people said, we know, we know. And we said, not everyone knows. Is there any uh, guesstimate of how many people still have 3G devices right now the, in this country? The network providers have that information. They're not sharing it. But my guess is it's a few million people. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. So, wow. Mm. Okay, uh, when you flip over to Facebook, my favorite place to go, we're seeing the word meta pop up, (laughs) M-E-T-A. What does that mean? It's the idea of creating a new virtual world that you interact with. The other day, we we gave you a chance to play with an Oculus Quest 2. It's sort of a a, a headset that you put on. I'll never do that again, by the way. It's a little nauseating. I'm going to (laughs) interrupt here and say that we were trying to figure it out and five-year-old Joseph is saying, here, here's what you do. And you hit and you He's move this head. And, and then I put the Oculus glasses on and I went, whoa, I'm climbing the Eiffel Tower and I'm feeling very woozy. <laughs> well, so, the, the idea is it's going to be sort of a 3D virtual world where you get to interact with other people. There are going to be avatars. Uh, a lot of it's going to be you, you have the ability to buy things in it that you can then carry with you and wear with you. Um, 
I'm not sure I really want to be in a Zoom meeting with somebody who looks like an orc. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you I, mean they can become <laughs> avatars? I'm, yes, they We they can, can all be, be one? You could all be an avatar. Oh, but it's really sort of an idea of... Uh, Honestly, and I forget the name of the movie. What was it? Um, Ready, Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay. It's, or it's like the book mm-hmm. uh, where it's sort of this 3D world that you get. This in. is scary. We go, not, we get rid of 3G and we go to 3D. In there the rest are, of there the are a lot of people who are betting big on this. Obviously, Facebook is betting big on this. Well, music producers are loving it because all of a sudden their songs are going to have a whole new element to it. You're going to be able to see their songs. You get to experience songs. a song. And, and but I thought MTV did that a long time ago. Well, but imagine MTV, but you know the Janet Jackson video where she's walking through the building and you get to follow along with her and look around and oh. experience what it's like to be in that building. Oh, that's weird. So it, that's it's really coming. Weird. I know that Apple... I. I you make a fool out of yourself predicting what Apple's going to do. Apple's been working on augmented reality glasses for a while. When those come out, those are going to be big. There's talk it could come out in 2022. I don't know if that's going to happen yet, but just be aware. I think we're going to have the ability to see augmented and extended and virtual reality. Is There's just a lot of money going into that space because there's a lot of money to be made in that space. And if we're still on lockdown, we our, our only friends may be avatars. Exactly. Yeah. That's really sad. Well, if, you, if, you're, if you're lockdown, how else are you going to be able to explore Paris? Or oh, that's right. Able, Joseph, Joseph, you're five, five years old. He has spent more time on the International Space Station because he's got the Oculus. Oh. And for those who are listening, I mean, why would I let a five-year-old play with an Oculus? He plays, really, the International Space Station. He plays the getting started thing. There are no games or anything. We, we yeah. very are careful mm-hmm. with what he sees. There's one where he's actually feeding a virtual pet. And he just thinks oh. it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to ask you if, if you can hang with us for just a couple of seconds. Because sure. there, there's one other thing I want to get to. And uh, we need to take a break. And more coming up. Stay with us. I love Prince. I love that song. That is just yeah. so good. Steve King and Johnny Putman, New Year's Eve at WGN. And in the studio with us, the uh, head of our Cyber Squad, Patrick Chrisman. And uh, one of the questions I had for you, Patrick, before you get out here. And by the way, we should we should explain that uh, Joseph is sitting in, in Patrick's lap right now. But Joseph doesn't want to say anything. No, he's had he's, a busy day today. Yeah. You know what? He's saving his energy for... Snowstorm Joseph that's yes. coming tomorrow. If we can name hurricanes, we can name snowstorms. Because Joseph wanted to see some snow. Yes. And oh boy, is he going to see some snow tomorrow. Well, he saw it on Tuesday for the first time in his life, right? First, uh, he, he was like under one years old. We were in Salt Lake City and he saw snow that had already fallen. But this was his first real snowstorm. Yes. And it was wonderful snow for him, you know, for a kid. Because he got to like play along with the... Me. With yeah, basically <laughs> running around throwing snowballs at the ceramic frog and making a, a very tiny snowman. But yes. he really, really, really wanted more snow and was upset when all the snow melted. So we were originally going to go home tomorrow. Right. But obviously with the snowstorm uh, coming and we realized the flights out of O'Hare are going to be, well, they're going to be challenging. Yeah. Uh, we, we decided to fly out on Sunday, which means that Joseph gets to experience 
Super Snowstorm Joseph. Yep. And for those of you who've ever wondered, indeed, prayers do get answered. Yes, they Ha-ha. do. <laughs> uh, the other uh, cyber question I had for you. Is it just me or is one of the, if there is a pandemic upside, would the employees at Zoom think, yep, thank you, pandemic, because who the heck knew about Zoom before the pandemic hit? And now it's, oh, you got to Zoom this, Zoom that, whatever. The pandemic made Zoom, in my opinion. It, it, and actually, one of the, this was one of the cases that I had my students study for the last couple semesters, and just the amount of revenue that they've made and the investment they've made in the future. So mm-hmm. we're kind of looking at a post-pandemic world, and Zoom is not going to go away. But I will tell you, and I, I hats off to the people at USC where I work who were involved in a negotiating, bringing sort of a video conferencing platform to, to the system. And we were looking at a whole bunch of different things. And everybody in ITS was saying, well, you know what? We can probably just do Microsoft Teams. It's going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And all the faculty, staff, or students are saying, no, we really, really, really want Zoom. And a lot of schools had already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So ITS got together and said, you know what? Okay, we'll pay for this. And got a campus-wide license for Zoom for every faculty, staff, and student and turned it on in February Wow. Right before the pandemic hit. We didn't even know the pandemic was coming. Whoa. We was there ready to go just because of some visionary Ooh. leadership from our ITS. So, so hats off proving timing is everything. Hats off. And there was no excuse then. No excuse. I, we were we were so ready for Zoom. Mm-hmm. What became challenging was training, you know, 45,000 know, students, faculty, staff and students. Uh, how do you Zoom overnight but and and everybody got that pretty quick if they're going to zoom with a group of people to wear pants that's one of the requirements or or not be a cat (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) but now when when i become an avatar i just might be a cat i don't know i'm still troubled by this whole meta three yeah d change in our world my favorite thing was during the pandemic i had a choice i could either because our, our computers in our bedroom. I could either make my bed every day or I could change my virtual background. <laughs> I made my decision. You have a virtual background. <laughs> I have a virtual background. <laughs> you know, before we run out of time with you, and I know you guys have been hanging out downtown today, and that's probably why Joey's a little pooped out He's at a little this worn point. Out and yeah. just overwhelmed. Here's a real serious question from a 312 area code. Um, this takes us back to 5G. Uh, and gosh, we could go on as we used to do yes. in the old days yeah. for hours on this. But he says that his cable guy told him that there is a difference between 5G Internet and 5G phones and that 5G cellular is a marketing related plan that performance is not related. Well, then why are people hmm? giving them free phones at AT&T? And yeah, I don't know what that so that doesn't make any to. sense to me. The network I, is a network. I I, we kind of when we switched over, really, it. Honestly, I'd say to 2G, but more importantly with 3G, when it came to a packet switch network for communication, it's really just continuing that today. So I, I it don't just think, flips over, right? Yeah, it just, it just flips over. I'm, we I don't, don't say this package and this package. No. And the, and now there may be different levels of 5G, 5G that you could pay for, where you get you know you can get the entry level at 100 megabits per second, and they might throttle you and say, okay, but if you really want to get it faster. Honestly, 100 megabits per second is fantastic. Yeah. You can stream a video on that. Um, you know, the, the 20 gigabits per second, I guess you're going to need when the metaverse comes along. But 
I, I'm happy to sit back here in the real world. Well, again, I'm going to shout out to AT&T because we're getting tons of texts from people that say that AT&T replaced the 3G phones already for free, and the new phones are smarter than the old phones, so no complaints. That's so great. good for at and Good for them. Absolutely yeah. right. Wow. Time goes by so fast. Uh, if we wind up doing uh, another drive-by, uh, can you come back and talk a little bit about this as we get into 2022? And, and Absolutely. Well, good. Uh, and I'll be the avatar, and we can Zoom. And <laughs> cool. <laughs> you guys went to Water Tower, or what did you do? We went to Water Tower and just basically walked in. Obviously, I'm wearing two masks. I have them in my hand. Joseph's wearing a, a, an N95. He's great about wearing his mask. He's actually wearing it right now. Um, and we just kind of wanted to explore Water Tower and uh, kind of get some Garrett popcorn, because, you know, it is, as it's, a tourist, yeah, you have to do that. Got to do that. I will tell you, our touristy things that we've done here have been changed because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We went to Superdog but we ate in our car. We went to Pequod's, we got a pizza, drove to a McDonald's, ate in a McDonald's parking lot. So it's been really romantic. My wife and I have been eating in the front seat of her car. <laughs> but then but, again, I've had Joseph, so That's right. You have been, been watching happy. my son. So yes. we, this is uh, the first time since truly the pandemic where we've had somebody where we could say, can you take our son for a couple hours, please? Well, <laughs> realistically, I say, can I take your son for a couple yeah. of hours? And you guys just get it's out like, of here. Okay. <laughs> but the other thing about technology, and we're talking about things that have mm-hmm. changed since we we started on the air, um, the ability to do FaceTime and you know, oh, yes. and Google messages and FaceTime messages and things like that, the the ability for us to watch everybody remote has mm-hmm. given you a chance to kind of grow up with Joseph, oh, even yeah. though you're not. We're here in California, and you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he was not concerned. He re- he knew us. He, he, knew, he knew us from the FaceTiming that we've done over the past two years. I think uh, Joseph just indicated he's ready to leave. You ready to go, baby? Bye. You going to wave to me or just say bye? Okay, just wave to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to say uh, bye to Joseph and uh, yeah, you say too, more things to you in a little bit. Stay with us. Playing on the radio. Playing is the operative word. <laughs> you would think you would think we would have mastered this by now. Yep. But I'm like, what? 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 Where's the button? What? And my headphones are shredding on my head. Literally, the foam. And, the, and this is not as in guitar shredding. This is no. In, the, the, this the, is not good. The foam covers are. They've just decided to, that. Twenty twenty one was the, well, end, the end of them. They haven't been used in so long. And so I touched my face and I thought, well, where's, where are all those little, looks like somebody had erased a black eraser. Or And if you looked at me, it looked like I had like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> and then I, at least I was able to slap it and it fell off. And I realized, oh no, the foam covers on my <laughs> headphones are shredding. By the way, I, I just had a uh, uh, a realization during the newscast. Just now. One of the uh, the signs of the pandemic mm-hmm. is the show we're doing right now because 
Those of you who have been with us for a long time know that our New Year's Eve shows, A, they were much later than we're on right now. Yes. But B, we had a studio full of people. Mm-hmm. We'd have 25, 30 people in the studio. Oh, easy. Yeah. For today's show, the only in-studio guest is the one you just heard, yeah. Patrick Chrisman. Uh, the rest of our guests, uh, for, for safety... Are, are on the phone yeah absolutely and that's just uh and, and we felt more than comfortable with patrick because as johnny said uh, he's he's staying with us <laughs> he's so I, with <laughs> us. Yes, he's been with us since the day after christmas and we were talking with patrick about technology and one of the things we did not mention that really did bring a whole new element to our all-night show that was texting yeah. Because now people who couldn't hold on the line because they were professional drivers, for example, mm-hmm. and they couldn't hold a phone and drive and eventually get on the radio. Or maybe they were in bed, but they could quietly text so that they wouldn't wake up the rest of the house. Texting changed my world because yeah. I love responding to texters, especially those texters who want to get ugly. And then I could answer And they don't expect back. to get a response they from a real life person. No, they never did yeah. expect an answer. So when I asked them if their mother knew that they had a mouth like that, they would usually come back with an apology, which was always sweet. But um, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Ed Vanderwall is listening, and we appreciate that. Ed, he was right there at the very beginning of yeah. the show with a crossover with uh, John. Uh, Tom and Sherry of Fountain Hills, Arizona are tuned in. Hey, Tom and Sherry. I was scrolling through some of the texts. We had listeners in Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Indiana. We've got Dan- Diane Geyser and her brother Roy who are tuned in. I know we've got some listeners in Florida. We've got listeners in Florida. Uh, we, by the way, people are saying, oh, you're back here. We we haven't been back to Florida since Thanksgiving of 2019. Yeah, we're, is, we're hopeful that we'll be able to get back there uh, sometime in yeah. 2022. Yeah. But uh, honestly, we don't feel safe going back to Florida. Right. Uh, we have some very good friends there, but there are a lot of really stupid people there, too. Yep. Yep. So. And driving there, I mean, it's a long drive. Do you stop on the way, flying there? I don't know. Things may improve after yeah. we get over this latest variant hump. Yeah. Hopefully, my fingers and toes are crossed. Yep. But one of the things that, that, that we think is, is kind of cool is uh, we're getting to work with a guy that we have never met before. We, this is true. Uh, we waved at him when we were coming into the, the station today. And that is the afternoon news czar at the moment, uh, Ron Brown. Hey, Ron. How you doing, buddy? Oh well, well, hi. I'm doing very well. I'm I'm on the radio with uh, Steve and Johnny, so that's great. Well, a, a quick synopsis of who you are. We listen all the time, but Just, I, who are you? I young don't remember man? anyone telling us who you are and where you hail from. Yeah, it's 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 a well kept secret in uh, WGN. Oh. So uh, I guess we can uh, blow the top Please, off it let's tonight. Do it. End of the year. Yeah. No, I'm uh, uh, born and raised uh, here in Chicago. North side or south side? Uh, north side. Yay. Used Woo-hoo. to walk to Cubs games as, a, right. as a young man. Good. Just what three miles away. What high school? Uh, Amundsen High School. Amundsen High School. Yep. The mm-hmm. Vikings. Oh, Bulldogs. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, As a south side guy, I'm just sitting <laughs> no, here over no, in the corner. No. You're <laughs> tolerating us, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, I've just been in uh, broadcasting my whole life, and I'm uh, very happy to be spending New Year's Eve with you two. Well, did you have that voice at puberty? No, no, it was around, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit later than puberty. Okay. But, uh, and I had some friends' uh, mothers who would say, you know what, you should be on the radio. Really? And I had some other uh, fathers who had said, you know, you have a face for radio. And uh, so yep. It's, yep. It's, we've yeah. been told that. 
that direction. Girls you were dating, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We understand uh, via Bob Kessler that we have some uh, some common music interests. That they, do you kind of like rockabilly? Oh, I'm a big rockabilly really? fan. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, we are card carrying. Okay. Members. What was the flip side of Jerry Lee Lewis's "Whole Lot Is Shaken"? The single. Um, was that uh, something about going home? No, no, okay, no. You're, you're thinking of End of the Road. End of the Road, his, is which what I was, was thinking, his yeah. his single before. Oh, wow, whole lot of shaking. Oh, Yikes. okay. Well, you, you stumped me on that. Okay, flip side, a whole lot of shaking was uh, "It'll Be Me." Mm-hmm. Ah, one of the all-time great rockabilly songs. That is, yeah. Uh, do you play any instruments? Uh, I'm learning to play the guitar. Good. So, oh, we, we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. the The biggest piece of advice I can give you is you can never have too many guitars. I have. Uh, I'm currently babysitting a friend's guitars, so currently in my living room I have, I think, eight. Oh, you'd be proud of me. That, yes. That's a start. That's a start. Well, I drank the Kool Aid, so I'm like, oh, you've got a ways to go. Another forty-five or so. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I know all three chords, so I'm, you know, <laughs> well, three chords and the truth. There you go. There it is. That's a, <laughs> that's a great song. <laughs> it really is. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming up, we're going to talk about collectibles and in particular in your and a case, part of my life that changed yes, not over only the past couple months you collect guitars but you also collected comic books right. yeah. yeah so we'll take a break come back and talk with moon dogs gary colabono Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Happy New Year's Eve, whatever you are going to be doing. I hope that you uh, wear a mask, do it safely, and uh, and have a good time. Uh, this was one of those years that uh, I experienced a, a seismic change in my life. Uh, for years, going back to the 50s, I have been a fan of comics. And over the years, I have accumulated uh, quite a collection. And I don't know why. I think it's just because I realized, okay, I've read them. There are some that I opted to keep. But the a sizable amount I got rid of. Mm-hmm. In fact, what was the, the, uh, the count of boxes? And, and I think we were at 36 boxes. Is that all? I thought it was. Well, there were big boxes. Come on. Yeah, that's true. There were long boxes. We got a corner of our basement back after all these years. And uh, I have had some emails after we posted this on uh, uh, on Facebook, but uh, I I did keep some, and I just kept my favorites. Mm-hmm. And can I please go on record as saying? I did not convince him to do this because so many people said, oh, so you finally got him to give up? No. no, I've lived with him this long. I'm fine with it. And I just realized that that there were some that I was just not going to go back to. 
I, I read them, so I picked out the, yeah. uh, the ones that I wanted to keep. And I'm not saying I will never buy a comic again in the future, but uh, for the moment, uh, I'm, I'm happy with what I have. Anyhow, mm-hmm. so to get rid of them, we contacted a guy that we have been friends with for many, many years. In fact, uh, we first started he- having him on the show. Uh, I think, uh, did we have him on individually back when we were over at uh, another radio station uh, back in the 80s? This was when uh, the Chicago Comic-Con was a brand new thing. And I think we may have been the first radio people to have him on Mm -hmm. uh, talking about comics. And this is back when the Chicago Comic-Con was uh, located out of, I want to say it was the, the Congress Hotel. Yeah. And when I walked through the aisles of the show at the Congress Hotel, I would say to you, we need to go. I'm the only girl in here. Because it was definitely a guy thing, or so it seemed. It's a classic. If you've seen The Big Bang Theory and how the guys react to Penny, that was the deal. Oh, please. Yeah. I wish. Uh, I was carrying your shopping bag of stuff is what it was. But Gary Colabono was the man behind the Chicago Comic Con. He uh, owned a, uh, a wonderful a group of comic stores called Moondog's Comic Land. And now you can find Gary at Moondog Buys Comics, and that's over on Facebook, and he's with us on the telephone. Gary, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, guys. You know, I, I feel like a, a young 35-year-old because it's been 35 years when I first uh, was wow. on the air with you. Guys. Wow. wow. And, and were we right? Was it in the Congress Hotel? Yes, pick the. I think it was called the Pick Congress. The Pick Congress. Congress. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and w- was I right that it was primarily guys there then? Of course, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was all guys except for you. And if there was a hot girl like you, look out! There was one yep. guy Wait, I re- until, until you talk to them, and then they get all nervous. And all <laughs> yes. And in fact, after your store Moondogs closed, I went to an, another store that Steve was buying his comics, and I ran in to pick them up for him. And I'm standing at the at the counter, and there are a bunch of guys in the back, and they're playing some kind of games, and other guys are shopping. And I said to the kid behind the counter, I said, "Wow." If I was 16, I'd, I'd know where to go. And he said, no, no, really. This is not where you would go. <laughs> he was so serious. <laughs> so, Steve, are you, are you having any seller's remorse? Are you still having withdrawal symptoms? Uh, no, it, it was And I don't know how many people... Well, hopefully, if you collect anything, and then you decide to get rid of that thing or some of whatever that thing is... It, it was a bit emotional because there, these were some longtime friends, and I just reached a point where I decided, you know, I, I've read them, and I want them to go to a new home. And uh, I had I will also cut to the chase and say, for people who are uh, going to want to contact Gary, uh, this isn't just because he's a friend. Gary is a fair guy. Yes. I, Johnny and I had a, had a reasonable expectation of what these were worth, and it turned out to be mm-hmm. pretty much right on the money. And uh, No pun intended. Gary is a, an amazing collector. Can you just tease us with some of the, the, the gems that you personally own? Well, you know, over the years I've been slow, slowly selling um, my um, rare, rare prototype Ashkin comics, and uh, I sold uh, the Action Comics and the Action Funnies just last spring, and they brought uh, record prices of uh, 
two hundred thousand for the action and fifty eight thousand for the action funds. So it's a uh, it's it's an it's a crazy time in comics right now. The prices are so amazing that uh, I'm I'm considering just like you, Steve. You got you sold. I'm considering selling the last four in my collection, which, uh, you know, I'm the only person on the planet who owns them. So, really? you know, I, and I've, I've, I, I believe I'm going to sell. I'm pretty sure I'm going to sell. But the idea of selling them is just. Yeah. They're gone. They're you, gone. You, right? you yeah. got to think about it for a while. And. And for people who are wondering what the heck does this have to do with New Year's Eve, one of the the, the strange things that happened as a result of the pandemic, and, and this is one of the reasons we want to have Gary on, uh, the pandemic really sent the collectibles market through the roof, didn't it? it it's, um, it's never been nothing close to this as far as, you know, and, and I, I specialize, of course, I'm I'm an expert in comic books, but you know I also know a lot of a little about a lot of things mm-hmm. in, in trading cards, you know, sports cards. Um, but the comic book—I mean, there there were eight sales, eight comic books sold last year alone for over a million dollars. Oh my gosh! Eight sales of over a million dollars. Wait, wait, I mean, eight that, different it, sales over a million dollars? Yep. There was, there was an action, an action one um, from 1938, uh, an 8.5 on a 10-point scale sold for three and a quarter million. Oh my! Then gosh. a 3.0, a lower grade copy, still sold for 1.6 million. Uh, there were three Batman sales uh, between 1.2 and 2.2 million. Oh. Batman number one. Uh, Detective Comics first appearance of Batman. A Superman number one just sold a couple of weeks ago for two point six million. I saw that. I mean, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean these are crazy numbers. Yeah, but unbelievably, when you think about it, the most valuable comic book right now is Amazing Fantasy Comics number fifteen. That was the, the first, first appearance of Spider Man, right? That's correct, Steve. <laughs> and one sold in September for three. Point six million dollars. This is hello nuts. I back at the old pit Congress. Okay, I sold a copy that was so perfect that it was the only copy I've ever owned in my life, and I sold it for three hundred dollars. Oh, no! Wow! In, in nineteen eighty. No. Just the idea. Okay, no. Just the idea that that copy still exists somewhere. Okay. Oh. I'm it's just it's it's. I just wish that the guy who who bought it, and I remember he told me he was from Toronto, uh-huh. and, and he paid three hundred bucks for it, which was like crazy uh-huh. high price. Yeah. yeah. On that note, I'm going to ask you if you can uh, hold on for a couple seconds. We're going to break and uh, get back with more of, the, of this crazy collectible world uh, coming up on WGN. One minute to midnight, one minute to go, one minute to say goodbye before we say hello. Let's start the new year right, twelve o'clock tonight, when they dim the light. Let's begin 
kissing the old year out, kissing the new year in. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. As of midnight tonight, this radio station will be 100 years old, and I would bet the ranch that this song by Bing Crosby was played on this radio station when it first came out. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. As I was listening to it, I was thinking, yeah, I, 2021, I, kiss this. That's Make all I please. can say. I'm moving on to 2022. Yeah. By the way, he's Steve King, and I'm Johnny Putman. And if you call me Stevie, that's fine, because as I've always said, we look the same on the radio. And if you want to uh, uh, hang out with us online, we'd appreciate it if you did. Just go to steveandjohnny.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. That's our homepage. You will find links to all the other places we hang out in cyberspace. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny show. And uh, we'd like it if you'd like us. Uh, we have several thousand uh, of our friends hanging out there on Facebook, yeah. and we jump in there quite regularly. Just before the news, we were talking with Gary Calabono. And we were talking about collectibles and how the pandemic, one of the impacts of the pandemic was that the collectibles market has just gone through the roof. I carry. What do you think the reason is? Is it that, uh, what, that people were just bored? Because even if, even if you're at home bored, you gotta have the money to buy these things. So, so why did the market just start going up and up and up? Well, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, the fact that the stock market is so high right now, you know, it's like how much higher can it go? Mm-hmm. So what so what wealthy people are looking at is diversifying their portfolio by adding collectible comics, trading cards, and even NFTs. I know we talked about that before um, uh, privately, but you know what they're looking at is. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the pause button. Jargon alert: NFT. <laughs> well, NFT is a non-fungible token. It's uh, it's oh. like a Bitcoin kind of thing where you 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 actually buy uh, or or own a work of art that is only available to be viewed. It's not a tangible asset. Uh, you know, you're not holding it or touching it, but it's um, available for you to to show off on your phone just like a piece of art you would bring someone into your home to see your new picasso well instead you would show them your new um piece of art on your phone or your tablet because you know i'm sorry (laughs) no we we have pardon me pardon me while i say we have lost our freaking minds yeah we have but go ahead (laughs) big money big money 66 million dollars no, uh, uh, no, no, and no. Like a street artist or something uh, no. for the rights to uh, his his NFT. Trust me, Gary, I will never call you and tell you I want to get rid of my collection, my NFT collection. That ain't going to happen in this lifetime. (laughs) I always feel like there should be medication for fungibles. You know, something to remove that darn fungible. I'm sorry. You want a fungible, you want to get rid of it, right? Exactly. No. Is that your fungible or you just land to see me? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, 
but but all of this it's like bitcoins and stuff. I mean, there's so yeah. much money moving around, and there's also opportunists who are looking to take advantage. No, taking advantage of situations now. So so the comic book, you know, to to move away from yeah. from fungible non fungible tokens, but to get back to the the, the real the stuff, that mm-hmm. buying those are also paying this huge money for. Mm-hmm. Uh, comics and cards that were ne- they were never collectors before, oh. but now they they're simply looking at where can I spend my money and get the best return. And now because the the, the card and comic book hobbies are so sophisticated in keeping track of sales, um, there, there's a track record that uh, someone can look at and say, okay, this amazing fantasy was. Twenty thousand dollars in nineteen, you know, ninety, and then it was, you know, two hundred thousand dollars in in, in two thousand, and then in twenty ten it was two hundred fifty thousand. Wow. And the next thing you know, it's at three point six million. <gasps> oh, there's mm. this new money's coming in to the hobby. Wow, it's the same thing with with trading cards. I mean, you know, you have uh, a Michael Jordan rookie card sold for. Uh, $738,000 in February. Unbelievable. Now, mm. But my not wait, a rare card. My, this is not rare. Okay. This that, is, this, wait, wait, wait. Time hundreds. out. That is not a rare card? No, there's hundreds of gem mint 10.0 oh. Michael Jordan cards. And so, but but just like anything else, somebody says, "Well, I got you know, I, I saw it was worth six. It was sold for five hundred thousand dollars two months ago, and then six hundred thousand. I'll pay seven hundred thousand. But just like anything else, all these types of people, these speculators, these non—they're not true collectors. No. Once yeah. things go south, they they get out and they get out fast. That mm-hmm. same Michael Jordan card just sold last week for three hundred sixty thousand. So, you know, somebody took a $370,000 haircut. Oh, my mm. gosh. Well, c- correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I'm going to jump back to comics for a second. Uh, am, am I wrong, or are some of the least collectible comics and maybe some of the least collectible fill-in-the-blanks the things that are marked as collectible edition? Yes. Because just as you know, anything that is um, mass-produced to be a collectible, whether it's a comic book or a, a, a plate, you know, mm-hmm. a, you know sort of collectible plate, Franklin Mint things, anything that's uh, created to be a collectible um, is never going to appreciate the same way that one something that was uh, created to be uh, read and disposed of. I mean, that's why yeah. these comics are so valuable, Steve, because they were supposed to be read once and just tossed out. Well, yeah. because there were fastidious little kids like me who tried to keep everything we had so perfect and pristine, sometimes mm-hmm. things um, um, defy uh, all odds and, you know, and 50 uh, years later are in a perfect condition 60 years later one of the best um, pieces and- of advice i ever had and and i honestly i have brain fade and i don't remember who gave it to me but it was when it comes to collecting something buy something you like if it doesn't go up in value you still have that thing you like 
No, Steve, uh, the old Moondog legend states, those who collect for profit often lose, but those who collect what they love always profit. And that was a sign I used to have mm-hmm. on, in every stores behind the counter. And, uh, and, it, and it really is a true statement. If you collect what you love, you don't care if it really goes up right. or down. You yeah. just want it. Yeah, exactly. Look at your guitars. You oh, know, I mean, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Look at our guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I may not play them, but they belong to us. Yeah, the, the, this uh, this but, went from but, when we first got married. What are we going to do with all these things? To what's the value of our collection? <laughs> and if you know, if they go up in value uh, because of demand, right? I mean, you have yeah. a beautiful yeah. uh, guitar. It's a work of art. And let's say, you know, there more people want them than, than are available. They're going to increase in price. Right. But right. you don't care about that right now. I mean, what you care about is, man, I've got that beautiful Sunburst uh, Gibson, uh, you know, Fender. I mean, you've got what. And I want to play it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so many uh, collectors who had that um, uh, mindset are the ones who are benefiting the most today. The guys who, who bought and held because they love their comics. Now that they're downsizing, you know, they go, Gary, what you know, you sold me these comics forty years ago, what what do I do? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started Moondog buys comics because I help people uh, dispose of or sell their collections when it's time for them to downsize or for whatever the reason is. Well and if we have somebody listening to us right now who wants to do just that how do they contact you? Well, MoondogBuysComics.com is my website, and uh, it's really a cool website. Besides yeah. the idea, of you're going to learn everything about how to, how to contact me and sell your collection. You'll also get to listen to all the old Moondog uh, pop culture radio hour shows from back in WCBR, <laughs> if you remember WCBR yep. sure. in Heights and Mm-hmm. 1983, I was, I had uh, a one-hour live radio show, and uh, I digitized all the shows, and we're putting them up about one a month, and we've got uh, nine of them there right now, and it, it, we had the, the last episode, talking to Neil Gaiman 30 years ago, oh boy. when he was just starting to become the, the greatest living comic book writer. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, and so, uh, you know, you have... All these great, uh, we had Steve Allen on the same show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Steve was a renaissance man. Well, we're going to have to check those out. Yeah. yeah. Well, on, on that note, we're going to let you get back to your uh, New Year's celebrating. And, Gary, we can't thank you enough for uh, hanging out with us. Yeah, and thank you for your friendship over the years, Gary. I love you guys. You know I do. And it's so, so cool to be on the air with you again. Oh, Happy you. New Year with Steve and John. Happy New Year, Gary. Happy New Year, Gary. We'll take a break. More coming up at WGN. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old exile. Steve King and Johnny Putman, New Year's Eve on WGN Radio. And before we bring on our next guest, I would like to do a uh, a little bit of a, uh, a a disclaimer. Okay, maybe. All right. 
because uh, the the person we're about to bring on uh, is about to start a radio show mm-hmm. on this radio station, mm-hmm. and nobody from WGN Management told us to have her on the show. Yes, it's true. We have been Lisa Dent fans since the early days of our buddy Ramblin' Ray and Lisa. <laughs> and over the past uh, several months, as we've been hearing Lisa on WGN, we've been saying, oh boy, they need to just... You know, to perfect fit. Just Absolutely perfect. Cut to the chase. Yeah. And, and, and let's get Lisa on. So. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Monday, when you tune in to this time slot, you are going to hear... And it's officially called Chicago's Afternoon News with Lisa Dent. And I feel like we need a drum roll or something, because here's Lisa Dent. <laughs> hey, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello. How are you? Good. We're, we're doing good. And, and honestly, we couldn't be more tickled. In fact, you know that we were sending you messages on Facebook when you first started at WGN saying, yes, 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 and they should hire you, and, and they have, and yay. Oh, I'm so excited. What a way to start the new year and the 100th year. Yes. And I got to tell you, you know, since I did morning radio in Chicago for years and years and years, everybody that did morning radio would listen to you on the way to work. So I listened to you every morning for hours because I had a good 90 minute commute and you're just such a treasure and you sound fantastic this afternoon. You just gave me goosebumps. You you said that just the way we wrote it out, the checks in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as I said to you in a text, Girl, you're going where no other woman has gone. 100 years this radio station has been around, and your name is on the marquee on the afternoon show. So that means you have to do it for the next 100 years. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If I could only be so blessed. One of the things you two turned me on to, your love for Les Paul came over the radio all the time. Oh, yes. And in 2004, for, it might have been 2004, I was a volunteer lobbyist for the American Cancer Society because I'm a cancer survivor, and mm-hmm. I represented the state of Illinois, and we set up a booth. Each state had a booth on the mall, and then I took my mom and my sister to New York City, and it was a Monday night, and I said, hey, I've got a show I've got to go to. And my mom was real nervous, like, you can't just go walking the streets of New York City. <laughs> and I said, but I can. I'm going to go find the Iridium Jazz Cafe, and I'm going to see Les Paul. Yes. And I think at that time, he was probably 90 or 91 years yeah. old. I'm yep. not sure. One of the best shows I've ever seen, and I would have never known about it if it wasn't for listening oh, to you two. Thank you. Oh, it wasn't less a treasure. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. And yeah. a rascal. Was, <laughs> oh, the stories he told. And I, I remember just sitting there at this little table by myself, and it was packed, and and, you know, there was chatter because stars would show up. And then, mm-hmm. sure enough, one of the guys from Aerosmith pops in and jumps up on stage with him. It was such a cool thing to see and just to be a part of. And um, I'll always treasure that memory. And every time I think about it, I think about you two. Well, you know what? We're going to have to leave you a copy of our book here at the radio station <laughs> in your brand new mailbox. Right? Do I have a mailbox? Yes, you do have yes, a you mailbox. Do. We're still getting mail here, too, which I, I it, it just thrills me to no end. And... Should we say, a little later, we have another Lisa we're going to have on yes. and premiere something. But speaking of something that you have, can we premiere something else right now? You have your own WGN jingle. Would you, would you like us to, to uh, let the rest of the world hear it? I would love to hear it. I just got it in my inbox yesterday, and I said, 
Johnny, look, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Yes. I played that. I played it for my husband this afternoon, and he laughed and laughed. I go, Brent, it's called a shout. It's a jingle. He just, yep. he just thought it was so comical. Oh, no. I Again, I tell you, I got goosebumps because I, I know that's that's a big deal. That is it really very is. Cool. It, yeah. It's such a warm welcome. I really love every minute I spend at WGN, and I love the team and the people, and I'm just happy to start on Monday. I'm so excited. It's going to be the best job of my whole life. Now, are you going to still be traveling 90 minutes back and forth? Well, yeah, sometimes. Wow. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, I have animals, so in yeah. order to have animals, you have to, you know, you usually have to commute because I also share my house with a potbelly pig. Um, not like in the living room or anything, but you just can't have one of those in downtown Chicago. And what's his name? <laughs> Penelope. Oh, oh, her name? Well, of course it's Penelope the pig. I said to yeah. Steve, I want one to call it Babe. And he says, honey, can't we get a little bit more original than that? Because I love the movie Babe. <laughs> <laughs> she's out rooting up the yard right now. Oh, it's just a gosh. disaster. That the, the yard's too soft and she's like a bulldozer. Now, you have gone through so many changes this year because you also sold a, a house and you're building a house and you came to WGN. Yeah. And you're doing all this in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Which is just crazy. <laughs> you oh, know, it really is. Yes, with supply but, shortages, too, because you're you're dealing with that, aren't you? Oh, it, you know, we started building the house in March. And wow. we have a, a great team. My husband's known this builder since they were five years old. And and then the wood prices went up. And then, like in May, he's like, you have to order windows now. And they didn't show up until almost October. Mm. And cupboards are six months and garage doors are six months. So if we're in by the end of March, it'll be a miracle. So it will be a full year just to build one house. Mm-hmm. And usually this team would have it done in three months. Well, look at it this way. You can come to work so that you can rest up from all of the chaos yes. in your world. <laughs> and you could do Chicago's Afternoon News with Lisa Dent starting on Monday. Yay! I'm so excited, you guys. And thank you for having me on this thank afternoon. You. What a way to, to spend New Year's Eve listening to you, too. And then Landecker's coming on after you. Yes, right? yes, yes, he is. Yes. yes. Well, again, congratulations and Happy New Year, Lisa. Thank you. Happy New Year to both of you and to everyone listening. Thank you. Happy New Year and join us Monday. We will. Thanks. Lisa Dent, Steve King and Johnny Putnam, New Year's Eve on WGN Radio. And for those of you that are just kind of scanning the dial, to, who, what, huh, huh, huh? Uh, if you're new to us, 
Uh, we've been hanging out uh, at this radio station in one way or another for, uh, well, since about 1984. Christmas Eve for you, 1984. Yeah, it was Christmas Valentine's Eve. Valentine's Day for me, 1985. And uh, after about 27 years of uh, hanging out overnight uh, for five nights a week, uh, now we just do occasional drive-bys, and this is our uh, occasional drive-by for uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... One of the things that we've been talking about off the air is how fast the show is going by. Because we used to do a six-hour all-night show. And four hours is like, oh, okay. A busy four hours. A a very busy four hours. Wow. Speaking of which, we should mention, in a few minutes, we're going to talk with our friend Tom Appel. He is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Then something very special coming up in the six o'clock hour. Carl Giamarisi, yes, that Carl Giamarisi from the Buckinghams, and Lisa McClowry, who you have heard on uh, any of a number of uh, great albums. And you met she her on our show. With, met her on our show. She has worked with Jim Peterick. She's also been doing, uh, she's been literally touring the world. I'm not a huge fan of tribute artists, mm-hmm. and I don't say this just because we're going to have Lisa on. Lisa nails share oh she embodies her and and the costumes wow it's just incredible yeah. her, her voice anyhow so we're going to be talking with uh with them that'll be in the six o'clock hour they have written and recorded a wonderful new song that we're going to be premiering on our show and only if you are listening to our show you will be given a code where you can download it for free mm-hmm so that's coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. So Jim says, thank you for forgetting the noisemakers, Johnny, because I forgot the bag of noisemakers. And you never, in 25 years of bringing in the new year, you never mastered a noisemaker, a little paper noisemaker. And here is another pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. Patrick Crispin, as he was leaving, he brought in, he found the noisemakers in the other room. He brought them in, and my immediate reaction was, I don't know if anybody yeah. else has used that, so yeah. I'm the yeah. They just went in doubt, do without. So Absolutely. nope, not going to yeah. go there. And he was our only guest in studio because, as we mentioned earlier, it was not uncommon for us on New Year's Eve uh, to do the all night show, which we did for 25 years, uh, specifically the New Year's Eve show, right. and have 25 or 30 people in the studio and feed them and play oh, yeah. music and and just have a grand time. And we happen to be on the radio at the same time. Yeah. It was a party. Yeah, it really was a party. I, hey, I, I'm loving this early time because um, uh, traffic was a nightmare getting down here. And I remember getting in here on New Year's Eve for a oh, midnight show. Oh, that was just show. crazy. Oh, I remember the night that I actually got out and talked to the police officer and showed him yeah. my ID. And I said, please, officer. And, and we were about, at that point, an hour and a half, uh, an hour and a half ahead, ahead of when we had to go on yeah. the air. But they yeah. just wouldn't let us they through. They wouldn't let us through to get to the Tribune Tower at that time. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that we got to do a couple of New Year's Eves from this studio. Because yeah. seeing the fireworks it's a wonderful studio. Oh, from this studio. And it looks like maybe the skies have cleared up a little bit. Yeah, because when we came down at was, three o'clock, uh, about two o'clock, it was really foggy. But now it's clear. It's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping that since we wrap up at seven, that we'll be able to make our way out before oh, yeah. the crowds start See, swarming in. We've been living right. We'll get out of here. We have. <laughs> hey, 
what they don't know well, do won't hurt them. Yeah. If you want to stay in touch with us, steveandjohnny.com is our homepage, S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. And you can check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny show. Yeah, join us because we are very active. This is not someone who takes care of Facebook for us. We are very active on Facebook. You get to take a walk through my garden. You get to see my monthly Christmas tree, which goes up and it's become mm-hmm. very popular. People say, when are you going to put the tree up? You share music and, and we're just, we're there for you and we answer your questions. Yeah. So any, any, anything that you link to from stevenjohnny.com, any of the places that we inhabit in cyberspace we handle all of it ourselves nobody else does it right so if you want to email us uh it's our address now i'm going to say this address and people are going to say but what's the email address it's email us at steveandjohnny.com that's our email address right email us at steveandjohnny.com it's like who's on first yeah exactly. how many times have i given someone the email i go i know but, but, but what's, what's your, your email? email address? Email us at Steve and Johnny. Yeah, what's your email address? My <laughs> oh, head is hurting. And don't forget, Johnny is J-O-H-N-N-I-E. Yes. And a lot of you have been texting me, and you heard us say that earlier, and you apologize. No big deal. I've dealt with that my whole life. No big deal. But if you want to find us on the Internet or you want to email us, you have to spell it correctly. And no, my name is not spelled Frank. It is not. Not at all. He's a good guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? Speaking of good guys, we have our car guy, uh, Tom Appel, coming up in just a few. So stay with us right here on WGN. Happy New Year's Eve. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. 7 o'clock tonight, John Records Landecker. Yes, Records truly is his middle name. We'll take you uh, up and a little bit past the midnight hour. And uh, that's going to be fun. That sounds like a song. Yeah. Taking you a little bit past the midnight hour. (laughs) Now we get to bring in another of our friends who has joined us over the years and... uh, uh, we want to pick up a little bit on a conversation we were having with Patrick Crispin a little earlier, but we're going to segue to the automotive world mm-hmm. and the czar of the automotive world. He's our car guy uh, from Consumer Guide Automotive and CGDailyDrive.com, where you can see some of our car reviews. Yeah. Uh, he is Tom Appel. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you today? I am well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, you buckled up. Now you ready for a little car segment here? It's been a while, I know. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, but see, missed Tom, it. I Tom, missed it. Tom is now doing his own podcast, so he's an old, you yeah. know, this is old news <laughs> to him. None of this getting nervous anymore and walking into the station <laughs> during a blizzard and, and 20 below wearing his shorts and his bare legs. Yeah, we have, I'm trying to think if there is, over the years that we've known Tom, and how long have we known you, Tom? At least, what, 30 years? Or, or? No, he's too young. Um, well, I've been with Consumer Guide for 20 years. Really? And I chatted with you guys on air before that, just as a just as a regular citizen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Didn't we first talk about music the very first time we talked on the radio? We did. It was Wings Over America on CD. That was my first call. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! 
And again, talking about technology as we were earlier, we were saying these CDs will never last, people. Trust us. Don't get rid of your vinyl. <laughs> right? And they're gone. You guys were right. They're gone. <laughs> oh, golly. Okay. So earlier, talking technology with Patrick Crispin, who's our chief cyber squad member. We were talking about the big story in 2022 is going to be the transition from 3G to 5G. And as we mentioned when we were talking with Patrick, I have really been disappointed in the lack of publicity surrounding this, because not only is it going to impact phones, but for a lot of people, it will have an impact on their vehicles and what their vehicle will now not do or need an update for. Right. Uh, so what can you tell us? Yeah, the sunsetting of 3G technology, which is being reported as the least reported story of 2021, <laughs> yeah. and perhaps one of the most important from a tech perspective, uh, has a pretty big impact on car owners and the car industry. And it is not being reported, and manufacturers have not reached out to the public or the media about this. Why do you but think starting, that is? Uh, I think because there's just a lot of other stories out there. I think it's also possible, too, if your car is going to be uh, largely affected by this, you may have been reached directly and individually, mm-hmm. probably by paper mail, I think. Um, but it's a strange story, and it's going to affect people who have had any sort of connected technology in their car moving, you know, in the past few years. And, and what we're talking about is 3G connectivity has affected things like navigation systems, concierge systems, um, and, and things well, that wait, you have one of those me, weird... Let me stop. Would OnStar be affected? OnStar will definitely be affected. Um, and OnStar does have a lot of information on their on their Facebook, I'm sorry, on their uh, website about this. Mm-hmm. So they haven't made a big deal about the situation, but if you go and look for the information, it's there. But, Regarding OnStar, most of this is going to be over-the-air updates that can happen for free. Okay. And, and am I correct that with some of the OnStar updates, you may not even know it, but just as you're out driving your car, that will automatically be updated, or, or am I wrong about that? No, you're correct, Steve. The interesting thing about it is you have to have an OnStar account that's active or the updates will not take place. And I think that after a period of time, you may not be able to get them to take place. So if your system's active now, you may be notified on your screen that this is about to happen and you have to allow it to happen. It may happen automatically, or you may have to call your dealer in some cases. Mm -hmm. Because I remember um, it it was quite different back in, we had a 2001 vehicle, and our OnStar was no longer going to be working after 2005. Correct. And there was no option. There was no update, no upgrade or anything. So yeah. we actually went out and bought a vehicle where we could use OnStar because we were driving back and forth to mm-hmm. Florida and we really relied on it. So this is quite quite different. It's not so scary as it was back then. But w- w- what are there years of cars that people should be most concerned with? Uh, like uh, like prior to 2000 what? There is a complete list of the vehicles affected on The Drive, which is an excellent automotive website. Mm-hmm. And it seems like 2017 and 2018 and prior is the biggest group. What? That's a yeah, size that's of That's a lot of cars. Yeah. That's a lot of cars. A lot of cars. Holy smokes. And you're well, talking... They're affected if they have systems in place that use 3G. Like navigation system so is it conceivable that they will give us an upgrade for the nav system or are we going to have to buy that upgrade 
Regarding navigation systems, you have to have a connected nav system. Right. If you do, um, and you may be paying a subscription for this in some cases, you have a system that automatically updates with new routes and things right. like that. And the kind of system that reports on things like traffic jams, those are the systems that are being affected. Oh. If you have an older system that doesn't regularly update or doesn't update at all, this isn't going to matter at all. Interesting. So, I, so if you have, for example, a, a navigation system that is uh, controlled by a disk. Yeah, this, this has no effect. Then. Got it. Got it. A listener from a 773 area code says BMW dropped 3G months ago before it was required that they make the change. And Audi, this person says, is the only manufacturer that has a workaround. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Kind of like we were saying earlier, AT&T has jumped on board and said, hey, if you've got a 3G phone, we're going to replace it for you, something we were unaware of. So, so the bottom line, if you want to find out if your car is impacted, you should go to thedrive.com? Yeah, they've got an excellent article that lists every vehicle affected. Oh. It's the only article I've seen like that because, yeah, no one's talking about this story. And we get so many automotive magazines. I haven't read an editorial yeah. about this. I, well, maybe I missed it. So if you're out there shouting, oh, yes, so-and-so did it, uh, forgive me. Okay. G- give me the the worst-case scenario of something that happened uh, that could happen. If someone isn't listening to us right now, if they don't know this is going to happen, what is the worst thing that could happen to their car? They would not be able to use their navigation system or not be able to make phone calls or what? Well, if we want to go very dire, the worst case thing that could happen is you have OnStar, you're involved in an accident or some sort of situation where you would want that system to work for you, and it may not. So you want to make sure that whatever update is needs to take place to update your OnStar system does take place. Mm-hmm. Now, would that impact uh, some of the other, uh, I, I guess they're called concierge systems, like uh, that some of the other manufacturers have that do things similar to what OnStar does? It would, and then a lot of systems, Lexus for a while, used to use OnStar as their service. Mm-hmm. It was just branded differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would affect those systems. Now, interestingly, Toyota was talking about Toyota Lexus has announced that they make they have no plans to update older systems, so there will be no workarounds. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting, too. So, so, so basically, uh, the heck with you and your car. We want you to buy a new vehicle because that ain't going to work. Yeah, now, in, in Toyota and Lexus's case, there aren't that many cars affected. It would really be higher-end Toyota models and Lexus models that had more active navigation systems with things like um, uh, traffic jam detection and that sort of feature. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're thinking about going to buy a new car, it, is it safe to say that one of the biggest stories from 21 was the shortage of new cars? Yes, <laughs> yes. not being able to find the car. Yeah. <laughs> was a huge problem, yes. Well, we know two people that, quote, settled for vehicles that they did not intend to get. And one ended up with a pickup truck because he needed a vehicle. And, and he went shopping and said, I've always kind of sort of wanted one, so I'll take it. And who was it uh, that recently announced uh, the heck with the chip shortage? We're going to start building our own chips. Uh, well, one, one of the manufacturers is... Was it Ford? Was it? I'm, I'm not, I don't. I'm not I don't positive. Recall. What we're seeing, and I believe General Motors made such an announcement where they're going to team up with a chip manufacturer mm-hmm. and build a factory here in the U.S. One of the things that I think a lot of people believe too that this this was a problem of national borders, and it really wasn't. The, the supply shortage was global. 
Mm-hmm. So, but but there's a lot of of uh, sort of security interest, um, security interest driving the 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 move to move production here to the United States just in case. Mm-hmm. D- does that chip shortage work to the consumer's advantage? In that, if you want this uh, whiz bang car, but you don't need all of the technology. You can negotiate a better price for a car that previously would have commanded a premium price, but now because they don't have some of the technology available because of the chip shortage, you can say, well, that car doesn't do what I wanted it to do, so knock several thousand dollars off the price. Yeah, except that people are willing to pay for them. The, yeah. the shortage of vehicles is so severe that people are paying regardless of yeah. the features. Yeah, and that's and why so they're I, buying pickup trucks when they don't really need a pickup yeah. truck, you know. Yeah. They're just desperate. And, and to your point, Johnny, what's happening, too, is that manufacturers are building pickup trucks because they make more money off of them. Oh. So there are fewer mid-sized popular crossovers and more big expensive pickups because that's where the money is and if manufacturers can only make so many vehicles they're going to make the profitable ones but speaking of that we're going to take a break and when we come back uh there are several models that you are used to seeing and hearing that as of 2022 you ain't going to be seeing or hearing so we'll talk about that and more with tom appell after we check the news When the bells all ring and the horns all blow And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you or will I be among the missing Maybe it's much too early in the game Just the same What are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve? Well, we're hanging out on the radio for a while. I'm Steve what King. I'm Johnny Putnam. We'll be here till 7 o'clock tonight. And at 7 o'clock, John Landecker takes you past midnight. Mm-hmm. And you can... Uh, Follow us, go to steveandjohnny.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. We'd like you to like us on Facebook, got a very active Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash steveandjohnnyshow. And right now we're talking cars with Tom Appel, who is the, the automotive czar mm-hmm. and the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. And we've been uh, spending some time talking about the uh, demise of 3G and how that's going to affect cars. And and, uh, by the way, if we had talked about uh, chips, a shortage of chips, and that being one of the big stories of Mm -hmm. 21, uh, Fox Valley Mike texted us to tell us that Hyundai also announced that they're going to be making their own chips. Oh, that's who I was thinking of now now that you mentioned that, Mm -hmm. Uh, because... The chip shortage is, as Tom was saying, is a worldwide situation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, they're, the price of used cars has been going through the roof, yeah. too. 
does it make you think about the days when there was the, you know, get rid of your used car, we're going to give you some money for it? And I remember we were doing shows. Yeah. Saying, yeah but what's going to happen to people who have collectibles and they're not going to exactly. have access to parts for those wonderful collectible cars? And so, again, that was a, a, a plan that I wasn't really crazy about. But now, if you got an old car, and we've got a 30-year-old car. Yeah. We have a 30-year-old Pontiac. A Bonneville SSEI, and it has 62,400 yep. original miles on it. And every it. time we drive it... Uh, somebody wants to buy somebody it. Somebody wants to buy it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love that. But when I take it to the car wash, I have to tell the guys, no. <laughs> no. no means no. You're not getting my car. But we'll drive you home. We'll give you... No, 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 no. no way. Uh, before the news break, we were mentioning that there are... Some models that you're used to seeing and hearing about that as of 2022, they're going bye-bye. Uh, Tom, you want to share some of those with us? Yeah, a couple of very popular names are disappearing, and it just reflects how the nation has moved on from stands and, and cars in general to crossovers. But we will no longer see the, the Mazda 6, which was an excellent midsize sedan. Oh, yeah. The Volkswagen. Yeah, great car. The Volkswagen Passat, another midsize sedan that was, that was popular and well-reviewed. The Volkswagen Golf is going away, huh. the original little hot hatchback. Uh, and there was one more big one. Oh, the Toyota Avalon is what? going away as well. No. Yeah. I love the Avalon. The if you Avalon wanted, is I, one of the best bang-for-the-buck cars. Gorgeous it is. sedan. It is. a great car. Yeah. Wow. And it's just because there's no desire for those vehicles. So they said, well, we'll put our, our efforts. Or is it else. because, as you were saying before we broke, that there is more money in SUVs? It, it's all of those things. Part of what's happening, too, is that manufacturers are ending up in a very interesting spot now where they're going to have to make space in their in their lots for electric vehicles. So slower selling old cars are just being phased out. Uh, inventory control is a big deal. And what we're going to find, too, is after the the pandemic situation, manufacturers, not manufacturers, I'm sorry, retailers have learned that they can make a pretty good profit by keeping a smaller inventory. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to drive further um, further deletions from manufacturer lineups in the, in the next couple of years. Do you honestly think that in 2022 we're going to see the whole electric uh, car field just take off or is it going to be a couple years down the road? It's starting to take off right now. We're like in the middle of sort of phase two. We had the early adopter phase, and now we're in the sort of mainstream early adopter phase. But one of the most exciting things that happened this year, last year, uh, was the introduction or the reveal of the Ford F-150 Lightning, the all-electric yeah. Ford oh, yeah. pickup truck. And there were 200,000 people reportedly who have put down $500 deposits on those vehicles, 200,000. If half of those mature, that's an awful lot of electric vehicles. And from what I've seen uh, of some of the reviews, uh, that puppy smokes. Yeah, it should prove to be very quick. I mean, obviously, there's all sorts of hurdles to cross. People have to be able to charge them. They have to be reliable. The systems have to work, you know, long-term in people's hands. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm believing that most of that stuff is going to happen and that this is going to be the beginning of the uh, the EV revolution. Well, speaking of the EV revolution, I saw a story this past week that just made me smile on a lot of levels. It had to do with electric vehicles, but also, in a weird way, a a kind of a heritage electric vehicle uh, model. General Motors, Buick, has, correct me if I'm wrong, they have decided to cut 
copyright the Buick Electra, which for years was a, a huge seller for Buick. Then they haven't made it for such a long time. But now, after all these years, oh, Electra, electric vehicle. Okay, yeah, maybe we better put a stamp on this so nobody else can grab that name. <laughs> It's it's almost as how didn't they not think of this sooner? But yeah. yeah, I heard that story. I have no idea what they're going to do with the name, but yeah, it's a wonderful name for an electric vehicle. It just makes so much sense. It does, yeah, yeah. And names confuse me to this day. I mean, we all remember when cars had names, and now they're alphanumeric. And but I think isn't the industry slowly moving? I think Lincoln was one of the first to kind of say, "Okay, we're going to do Nautilus Navigator." And get away from the MK this, MK that, MK who knows yeah. what the heck it is. Yeah, and we're seeing that happen at Cadillac now, too. Cadillac will be revealing sometime in the next few months their first pure electric crossover, and it's called Lyric. It's oh. a beautiful-looking car. People should look for a picture of that. Uh, but but it seems as if they move elect- as Cadillac moves electric, and their plan is to move completely electric in the next few years, all their cars will again have model names. Thank I, God. Like, I like that name, Lyric. Yeah. Yeah. It is General Motors, uh, are, are they going to, I know Buick is only making SUVs. Uh, yes. The Chevy still has a car, or well, they got the Corvette, of course, uh, and the Camaro. But uh, they're, they're kind of pairing back, too, aren't they? I'm trying to remember what the plan was for Malibu. I think Malibu has been discontinued. Actually, yeah, it should be. I don't think there's any 2022 Malibu. So, yeah, it's just Camaro and Corvette. Aside from the things that we've been uh, been talking about, electric vehicles and 3G, what, in your mind, was the big story for 2021? Wow, such a crazy year. One of the interesting stories, I think, is is this starting to understand people's hesitancy to go electric. And I've had some great questions. We've dealt with them on our podcast, too. People are less concerned about range and more concerned about charging. And I think that that's a healthy concern. Um, and and we had, as our guests on the podcast, the folks from cars.com, mm-hmm. who did some research into this, too. And they determined that the process of installing a charging a charger at your house isn't quite as quick as easy as we may have been led to believe. Yeah. It can be. If you live in a very modern house with a modern garage and a modern fuse box, you can probably install something for under a thousand dollars. But there are people who are going to have to pay three, four thousand dollars because they have older houses that need to be upgraded. Wow. Um, so I'm glad people are asking that question because it's going to matter, and it's a thing they're going to have to work into the financing of their first electric car. Mm-hmm. This I've always been a believer in options, and that's one of the reasons why I don't know. And this is just a personal opinion. I don't know that I right now would jump into an all-electric vehicle. I would go for a hybrid, absolutely, because it to me again it just gives you more options. Okay, the battery runs out. Well, mm-hmm. you still got the gas thing going on here. Oh, we had great fun driving them too. And, and, and speaking of this, one of our absolute favorite hybrid vehicles, and it really surprised both of us, was the uh, Chrysler Pacifica, mm-hmm. the hybrid yeah. version. That is just a wonderful vehicle. Yeah, and that's a plug-in hybrid. So if you want to dip your toe into the electric world, mm-hmm. you can do that. You can plug that, that bad boy in, get about 30 miles of EV range, and then it goes gasoline. Brilliant. So during the week, if you live close enough to where you work or where you shop, you might be able to go without gasoline at all. 
We talked about that being a favorite of ours. As you look back on 2021, what are the cars that come to mind that you absolutely adored? You hate giving up the keys when they came to pick it up. There is an underdog car out there that I really like, and that's the Cadillac XT6. Hmm. That is Cadillac's uh, mm-hmm. six-passenger, a seven-passenger midsize crossover. And it's not exciting. There's no turbocharged engines, no hybrid, hybrid drivetrains. It is just a roomy, refined car that can get a little expensive in top trim levels, but it does everything that a luxury car should. It, it, it's roomy. It's quiet. It, the space efficiency is good. The interior materials are great. And the sound system is awesome, too. Really like that car. And one of the things that I love about that car, uh, we don't own one, but it is, I believe, the only vehicle, I think, in the General Motors lineup and one of a few vehicles that has night vision. Ah, yeah, it's on the Escalade, too. Oh, they do have it on the Escalade now? I believe so. If I'm wrong, uh, forgive me. Oh, but I'm pretty be, sure that's on the Escalade now. You know, from day one, we've been big, big night vision fans. and people. I remember that. Why? And we said, because when you drive on any back roads, as we have to, as we're traveling mm-hmm. to Florida, it is remarkable. It may not be great in the city when you've got all kinds of stuff coming at you, but when you're driving on that dark highway and a deer is off on the side of the road, you see it. And it, it's just amazing technology. Okay, we asked about uh, the story, the big story of uh, 2021. As you look forward, what are you looking forward to and or afraid of for 2022? <laughs> <laughs> I am I am looking forward to, and I'm afraid it may not happen, the normalization of manufacturing. Um, because yeah. I would love to see people start to be able to buy cars again. Yeah. Um, this year should have been an 18 or 19 million unit year in terms of sales. It probably would have been a record year based on demand or what we understand to be demand. And the truth is we're going to produce about and sell about 15 million cars. So that's a 20% gap. Mm. Uh, people are paying way too much cars. It, it Right now, the situation is getting measurably better, but everyone is saying it's going to be really slow. And the worst case scenario is that things doesn't don't improve completely until 2023, wow. which is just too darn long. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And sadly, I think that may be the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to feel like it. Well, where can people find you? Well, uh, check us out at consumerguide.com. And, and if you get a chance, please listen to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff podcast. Oh. Uh, we have a lot of fun producing it. We're getting a lot more listeners, which we appreciate. And if people can can, can uh, subscribe and leave us a review, that would be awesome. And hey. also go to cgdailydrive.com, where you will find all kinds of really cool stuff, including our video road tests. Yes. That's right. All your road tests live there. And let me take you back to that podcast. The best instrumental lead-in and out Absolutely. on that podcast. <laughs> Thanks <Absolutely>. to my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Tom, it's I always... Love, I love that music so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure talking to you. Happy New Year and hi to your family. Happy New Year, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye now. That's Tom Appel. We'll take a break. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. Falls in time, we'll sing along with old Lang Syne and throw confetti high up into space. Tomorrow morning when we wake, this town will be a different place, and the past will wash away like coffee stains. We could be kings of the world on top of the nation. It's a celebration of the 
moments to come. The city's on fire. We're holding up lighters, raising them higher. And we've only begun. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That's one of our favorite New Year's songs. Yeah, I just came across Pentatonic's uh, ver- a version of, I guess it's their own song, their mm-hmm. original song, New Year's Day. And I, I really like the lyrics. I like them anyway. Yeah. There is a lot of good music out there. Oh, there is. And that's one of the things we miss from doing our all-night show, is introducing you to new music. I can't tell you how many times we've heard from people that said, oh, I just saw Tommy Emanuel, and I I learned about him on your show, or Doyle Dykes, Mm -hmm. or Muriel Anderson, or Corky Siegel, you know, Chicago Treasure. Or Steve Dawson. Steve Dawson, yes. And... um, it's it's one of those things we are still buying. We probably buy a half a dozen CDs a month. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes a, a two or three a week because there is some good music out there. It, and we are uh, some of the diehards that, yeah, I appreciate all the modern technology, but no, I don't want my music in the cloud. I want to physically hold a something, whether it is vinyl. And the sales of vinyl have outpaced Yeah. Uh, CDs and a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And it's been such a hard time. I I know so many people have had a hard time during the pandemic, but musicians who've not been able to go out and gig. Oh, there are there will be obviously books written about the pandemic. But one of the things that has happened during the pandemic, a lot of individual performers, groups, they have migrated to whether it's YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and they're doing streaming concerts. Right. And if you want to see and hear this concert, you uh, there's a tip, a virtual tip jar that they have, and but they actually get the money. Yeah, they do it. But but it's been uh, been fascinating to watch these performers deal with the pandemic mm-hmm. and come up with other ways since they can't physically be right. in person with you come up with other ways to still create the music and get it out to their audiences and have live performances right. but they do need to sell their product though yeah, yeah that's their bread and butter uh, i've got a number for you all and oh speaking of numbers i forgot the call-in number do you remember the call-in number uh last time i checked the call-in number was i can take you back to the number 25 years ago but i can't tell you what it is today hmm you look up the number and let me give you all a this number. is weird because because we listen all the time uh jack what's what's the call-in number jack is jack he's is looking putting, it up too he's putting his headphones on uh it's 312-981-7200 that's the, the number that's right in front of us yep 312-981-7200 okay i didn't want to give out someone's personal phone number so i knew the 7200 part of it um here's the number though what significance does the number 6230 6230 what is the significance of that number in our world our world could be him and her. It could be the radio station. You hear that number. Does that ring a bell in any way, shape, or form? If it does, we got a little gift for you, and uh, love to talk to you too. So again, the the number is three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. And the number that they should tell the significance oh, that number? of is. <laughs> you should see my checkbook. <laughs> No, you shouldn't. No, no, no. Don't look at my checkbook. Whatever you do, do not look. 6,000. 
200 yeah, checking accounts. And 31. I'm almost convinced. What is that again? 6231. 6231. Just double check. That's the number. 6231. Right. If you know what the significance of that number is, call us at that other number, 312-981-7200. Now I won't forget that number. (laughs) I literally can tell you the number that we first gave out on the radio. Because remember, I, I recently told the story on the air. Back in the days of Wally Phillips, mm-hmm. he never gave out the telephone number. One time, I guess he gave the number out unless somebody was filling in for him, and they gave out the call-in number. And my mother quickly scratched it on the top of a little clock radio that she mm-hmm. had next to the bed. And I have that clock radio. And the, the, When I started working with Wally Phillips, I remember thinking, this is just surreal. I mean, we listened every day, and now I'm sitting across from this guy. This is crazy. <laughs> so, But the number now is 312-981-7200. And first in here with a guess is Susan. Hi, Susan. You're on WGN. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you doing this afternoon? Happy New Year and Thank happy you. holidays. Same Thank to you. you. So, so what is your <laughs> guess for the significance of the number? I think it's the number of shows that you did on WGN overnight. Uh, that's all, all total. That's today. That's makes up, to, up to today. Yes, yes, yep. you're absolutely right. Yes, yes. I remember you talking about that. that yes. So well, wonderful. It was a very big deal when we hit 5,000 because then Governor Pat Quinn came to the station and he proclaimed it Stephen Johnny Day. And mm-hmm. I, I went to Starbucks because I, I had a neighborhood Starbucks and I went to Starbucks and I said to the guy who knew me, I said, guess what? It's my day today. And he said, yeah. Okay. I said, no, really, it was proclaimed such. And he says, don't tell me you're expecting a free Frappuccino. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) I got a little extra whipped cream or something. There were some things the governor couldn't do, and a free Frappuccino was one of those things. And remember, he said at that time, he said, now, this doesn't mean you can park without putting money in the meter. You still have to do that, too. (laughs) So what do you have planned for tonight, ringing in the new year? I'm wearing a pair of new pajamas, having a glass of wine, and petting the cat. Girl, you are so on the money there. I don't have a cat, yeah. though. I'll just pet Steve. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. That works. Since you are a regular listener over the years, you know that after we left WGN Radio full-time, we spent a year writing a book about Les Paul, and we would like to send you a copy of that book. We'd like to autograph it oh. and send it to you. Oh. Okay. That would be wonderful. Oh. I would so enjoy reading that. That oh. is so kind of you. And it's chock full of pictures, and it is yeah. very, very WGN-centric. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes story about this year's radio station, which I think you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, hearing you guys this afternoon, and I'm in a way, it was like, they're on so early. And I thought, well, wait, I can stay up and listen to the whole thing yes, and yes. not fall asleep. But it just makes me remember how much I miss you guys on the oh. air. It's, oh, it's you're been a wonderful to afternoon. That. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, it's true. I hope Not you have being a sweet. It's just the truth. I th- I really hope you have a healthy and happy New Year. Thank you. Thank and, you. And hold on for a second, and uh, Jack will get some information from you off the air. We'll take a break, and more coming up at WGN. saying, who the heck are these people? Actually, we've been saying the same thing. That's it. Many a morning, I would Yes. <laughs> who, who is, is he? I? What does this mean? 
Steve King and Johnny Putman uh, hanging out with you for New Year's Eve. And that wonderful voice you're listening to, that's Lisa McClowry. Lisa is going to be joining us in just a few minutes, along with Carl G. Morisi, he of the Buckingham's fame. And they, even though they're both Chicagoans, just met each other this year and got together creatively. And we've got a fabulous new song we're going to share with you. In fact, we have a, a fabulous prize for you. We're going to be doing a world premiere of a song that Lisa and Carl wrote mm-hmm. and performed together, and only because you are listening right now. So for those of you who are not listening, okay, you don't get that. But for those of you who are listening right now, we will give out a uh, some special information, yes. and you will be able to get a free copy of their song. Mm-hmm. It's a really good song. I just love their story, too, because they're such creative people and fabulous singers. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk with them in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to quickly get back to our text because you know me in text. I love a good text. I want to say hi to Peter in Sauk Village. He sent us a a lengthy um, text. Uh, He listened to us back in the days when he lived in Park Forest. And we have a history with him, so it's nice to hear from you. And our buddy Magoo. Hey, Magoo. Uh, hello, Dave. Um, he is tuned in, and he says it's kind of weird listening on this hour instead of on the way mm-hmm. home from a gig. And I, I, I'm going to have to double check. Uh, you can go to uh, Show at gmail.com. And you'll see that that's at uh, YouTube.com, rather. And we've got a ton of videos. I believe one of the videos is from the very last night of our full-time show. And Magoo was in the studio leading everybody in this wonderful version of Get By with a Little Help from My Friends. And all of us were singing along, and I was boo-hooing. Anyway, we adore Magoo. He's such a talented guy. And if you ever get a chance to see Hello, Dave, or Magoo, do that. Uh, I want to say hello to, uh, oh, oh, Paul Whitcoff. Uh, oh, yeah, buddy up, Paul Whitcoff. Well, he grew up listening to us on the radio, and Paul is listening, and he, best wishes from uh, him and the family. And back at you, Paul, it's great to hear from you. A uh, listener says, how about a shout-out for all the truckers like you used to do? We yeah. loved our truckers. Our all-night truckers. Oh, my gosh, we adopted. And I, and I would love to find out whatever happened yes, to. the two that we adopted. Uh, the two that we talked to, Jim. And Ed, and Ed from Schneider Trucking. And uh, was In it? fact, the first time we met them, they came down here to be our bodyguards when we went out in Pioneer Court next to the Tribune Tower on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we said on the air, you know, it's a little hard. We've got microphones with us. Mm-hmm. And if people come up to us and they start talking to us and we're on the radio, it makes things difficult. And they called and said, we'd be happy to come down and act as your mm-hmm. bodyguards and they were so professional especially jim who's a big boy yep. <laughs> and so i never forget he stood right next to his arms crossed and he said you have to wait until they're off the radio speaking of bodyguards you just made me flash back to something that uh, happened to us years and years ago we were we were talking earlier with gary calabona about uh, collectibles remember the the uh Cabbage Patch Doll craze. Oh, yeah. Johnny and I were working at another radio station, and we had an auction for a Cabbage Patch Doll. And we had it in our hands. And this was up at the Brickyard, Brickyard. Shopping Center. Yes. There were thousands of people there. Yes. 
And the bidding went up to, what was the, the final price? We finally uh, it was, gave it up for $2,500. And the money was going for charity. Yes. We had to have guards go with the person who got the Cabbage Patch doll because mm-hmm. people were so crazy about it. Well, and, and people think it, it, the world is nuts now. That was 40 years ago. No, nuts is not a new thing. No, it's, it's not. It's been around a it's long time. just a whole lot more of them now, that's all. <laughs> and thanks to the Internet, we know more about them than yeah, we did back they then. they have louder voices. Yes. We have to take a break. As uh, Peter said, we have eight pounds of stuff in a four-pound bag. Yep. And that's so true because we're only here till 7 o'clock. So stick with us, and you're going to hear a fabulous brand-new song. Song by Lisa and Carl. Kind of a drag when your baby don't love you. Kind of a drag when you know she's been untrue. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio on New Year's Eve. Kind of a drag. I'm just going back to good grief. I think that was one of my first jobs in radio when that that record first came out. Stop it. I just thought that this was a great way to kind of sum up the past year. It was kind of a drag, and we're going to have all kinds of good things happening in the new year, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be positive about it. That and is... Um, that's uh, the Buckinghams. They are the Buckinghams. And uh, Carl Giamarisi of the Buckinghams is with us on the line. We are tickled to be able to introduce you to a new piece of music from Carl Giamarisi and one of our favorite people, Lisa McClowry. And just a few minutes ago, you heard one of our theme songs that Lisa was kind enough to do for us. Her voice is unbelievable. And uh, the two of them, even though they're Chicagoans, the two of them finally got together creatively and we were just so happy that we had a show because as soon as we were told we had a show we said oh we know who we have to talk to we have to talk to lisa and carl about this new song and, and after we heard that we were just blown away by yeah. the new song but uh, yeah. hey guys how you doing well we're doing great steve and johnny how are you happy good, new year good same to you lisa girl i always happy new year i always love when steve plays your theme song because i remember the first time we got that i said wow not only does she sing our names but but it's a really cool song too <laughs> <laughs> i remember you used to like the way i said your name johnny yes yes, yes. So, <laughs> musically yes you make it you make it musical well again yes. Congratulations, you guys, on your latest you. effort together. Lisa, let me ask you first. How How is it that you connected with Carl? Oh, I was lucky enough to have Carl contact me. I was out on the road with Legends in Concert where I was playing the role of Cher, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was out on the road, he emailed me. This is back in March of last year. Or March of last year. And um, I knew who he was, uh, but and I think I had met him once, but we never really talked mm-hmm. so when he emailed me he sent me this song it was called can you love me forever which is now i will love you forever which is the song you're going to hear tonight mm-hmm. um wanting to you know have me sing this song or you know co-write it further than 
been what it had been written. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I, I said I was, it was too early to jump in and start writing a song together since we didn't really know each other. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's start with another type of project, right, Carl? We did "Don't You Care," which is, of course, a Buckingham's cover. And, and if yeah. people haven't haven't seen or heard "Don't You Care," the version you two do is oh. wonderful. It's available mm-hmm. on YouTube and all over the the universe. It is well, just terrific. Well, thank you. That, that was Lisa's idea, really. I mean, I, I just wanted to see if I could get her interested in, in a song I wrote. And, mm-hmm. and and like like she said, she was out on the road. She was doing doing a show in uh, out of town and wasn't really doing any recording. And uh, she suggested, why don't we do a video? And that's, that scared me to death. <laughs> I was used to doing that. And uh, I said, okay. And, and the way we did Don't You Care was so unique. And that was her idea. I mean, she came up with that. And um, and it's very simple with the two boys. We found out right away that we had such a wonderful vocal blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. And, and it was just a guitar and the two voices. And uh, it, because it's virtual, she was there, I was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was her idea to do this thing with the wall. You know, I'm on one side, she's right. on the other. Yeah. And uh, and it worked out. It worked. It, it just really worked. Well, really let me well. also say that as two beautiful people... That is one hot video. It really is. <laughs> there's a good thing there's a wall between. Yeah. No, I love that video. If, when we watched it, we, we both thought if we didn't know that both of you are very happily, happily married, married, we would think yeah, there's yeah. some smoke coming out of that video. I, I mean, I love it. Because uh, seriously, I'm not, I'm not yanking your chain. You, you guys are good-looking people. And Carl, I can't believe you, ha- I can't believe you haven't done videos. Seriously. <laughs> well, for this old guy to do a do a video with an attractive young lady was was a real bonus yeah. for me. I gotta tell you, it was a lot of fun uh, to do yeah. that. Well, well I have the utmost respect for Carl because I mean, he, he took this risk. You know, this was a Buckingham yeah. song, and he's trusting someone else to to kind of turn it around and make it a ballad. So I was just so amused by how open-minded he is and just willing to try anything and and that's how this whole process has been that's what we had to do so you did that and then you you realized then you did click i mean your voices worked so well together and then you said okay now we can write we can write together well we actually did one more we did one more cover tune right Carl? we did um little something which is also a cover song we thought Mm -hmm. let's do an Let's do an upbeat song now. We did the ballad. Let's see how we do with the upbeat cover song. Mm-hmm. And we did well with that. And so from there, that's when I'm like, okay, let's let's try an original now. Yeah, it, it had a whole different look, that song. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm dressed up in a black suit. You know, right. uh, Lisa called me James Bond. In that, uh, <laughs> you were styling. Uh, she was. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we did, you know, Lisa, I mean, I, I can't say enough nice things about her. She is such a talented lady, not only a great, beautiful voice, but just her whole, you know, her whole persona and her yeah. focus and to work with somebody that's uh, her, the vocal production. She really helped me a lot on when we did, when we finally did, uh, did our song, our original song, I Will Love You Forever. It was really her who produced my vocal on that. And, uh, and it, it's just um, I don't know. We just we just clicked. So like we were saying, we did a complete circle where mm-hmm. we, you know, I introduced that song to her at the beginning, but then we did these other things, and eventually came back around, and uh, and then we um, started rewriting it and changed the key and 
Lisa came up with a lot of great lyrics for it uh, to change it around a little bit, and you know, and it developed. It just we found okay. out we could be songwriters. Well, we with that as a preamble, we're going to ask everybody to just turn your radios up and listen to something very, very special. Lisa McClowry and Carl Giamarisi.
is so good. Carl G. Marisi, Lisa McClowry, I will love you forever. We're going to talk more with Carl and Lisa and tell you how you can get a free copy of that song just because you're listening to us. And Stay right now, us. I have to turn down the air conditioning, so go ahead. I know. It's <laughs> very hot in here. Uh, we'll be back with more right after the news. Yeah, it is way too hot in the studio right now. Oh, boy. That is a proving Valentine song. Oh, boy, is it? That is Carl Giamarisi and Lisa McClowry. And I Will Love You Forever. And that song is just... <laughs> it's a project between the two of them. There's uh, uh, anyway, They're with us on the line, so we should just say congratulations. You guys done it. You done it. You done it well. Yeah, and I think we may have a phone problem. Uh, Lisa, you with us? I am. Okay, Le- yeah, Lisa's with us, and uh, Carl, we have to make a, we have to reconnect with. <laughs> Poor Carl, shouting. Air. Well, it's the first mistake I've made in the show. That's true. It's yeah. the first mistake I made all year. All year, I was going to uh, say it's been since 2020, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, quite seriously, Lisa. That's such a beautiful song, and the texts that are coming in are you'd be over the moon if you saw them. We're we're just so proud of this song, really. So I'm hoping it's touching people the, the way it has yeah, for us. You yeah. know, we just we're in love with the song. Well, now we teased our listeners and said there was a little something something that you guys wanted to make available to them for listening in this afternoon, and uh, you want to tell them all about it. Sure, um, we want to give this song away um, to those people who come to either of our websites, CarlGMarisi.com or LisaMcCarry.com, and when you go there, you just um, you'll get a free download of the song if you do that by tomorrow night, midnight. Oh, good. Okay, so we'll be sure that we'll put a link in so people, because, you know, Carl Giamarisi and Lisa McClowery, I can see people sitting with their keyboards right now trying exactly. to spell the names, you know. Am I, am I oh, back? You're back, yes. You, yes. You, you are back. We got, we got I you back. I lost you for a couple minutes there. Well, well, we, that was operator error on my part. But, but again, people uh, people can go to either com. Or LisaMcClowry.com. And you have until uh, tomorrow to go there and get a free download of that song. Carl, as we were saying, you you probably missed it. You guys done it. It's just so beautiful. And I love hearing it in my headphones on the radio. And and Carl, I I want to give you an odd compliment. Johnny mentioned something to me while we were listening to it, and I hadn't thought of it before, but I absolutely agreed. You sound, and this is a compliment to both of you, you sound a little bit like Cliff Richard on that. Really? Yeah. I, I could hear. In, in I was, fact, I was a fan of his too. Oh, I, we are you know, too. Well, and Cliff you know, is still very active, and uh, I, I think not only should you two do it, but I think we both me. we both said, you know, this would be a perfect song for him too. Over in England, of course. You guys keep it over here. Give it to him in England. See, I got all choked uh, up. Well, you know, I have I have to give Lisa credit for my vocal on this song because uh-huh. uh, she produced me. You know, we, yeah. we we actually did my part in my home. I have a little studio in my place, and uh, she was uh, critiquing, giving me input, and uh, and you know, you need that. You need that. You know, and I trusted her fully, and mm-hmm. I I just. Uh, it it just helped me get a better vocal and a better performance uh, 
totally. She's definitely uh, a great vocal producer anyway. So, you know, that had a lot to do with it. And but, uh, Carl, I, I have to imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been, a, you've been doing music for some time since you were just a kid. Oh, yeah. Isn't it cool and exciting at this point in your life to have this whole new experience? Oh, this is really exciting. You know, sometimes great opportunities uh, come out of bad situations, which was, of course, the start of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I was stuck at home and we the Buckinghams were off the road. We weren't playing at all. I was trying to do some home videos and whatever. And I just connected with Lisa on, on a whim uh, through a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, uh, Greg Bizarro, who has uh, oh, sure. films, and yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I was at his studio. He was showing me uh, some different because uh, we were talking about doing a, a, a virtual Zoom concert, the Buckingham show during that time, and he showed me a couple videos with Lisa, and I was just blown away how great she mm-hmm. sounded and she mm-hmm. looked, and that's what inspired me to give her a call, and uh, we connected and. You know, we've just been having a great. This is a second career to me. It's just mm-hmm. been so remarkable to have the opportunity to work with somebody that you really trust and someone who's focused. And uh, uh, you know, it, it's just she pushes me. Mm-hmm. She even scares me a little bit. <laughs> well, well, and Lisa, I hope you will take this the way I mean it. Uh, okay. If I had to compare Lisa, uh, not as a singer. Mm-hmm. But as a performer, if I had to compare you to anybody, it would be Ariana Grande. And here's why. Wow. Because Ariana produces. She she really she's knows how to. Yeah. She's hands-on. She controls her career, and she has mm-hmm. great ideas. And, and mm-hmm. you have always been of that mindset where, where you are. You know what you want to do. You're a self-made woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, boy, <laughs> the, the product is wonderful. I totally I agree. That. I, I, I love Ariana Grande, so I appreciate that. Mm, but I, I wanted to go back to say about, about Carl, it has been such a wonderful um, experience, and I'm just honored to work with him. And as far as producing his vocal, there's just so much to work with there. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it, and I feel grateful that he trusted me. Well, th- yeah, totally. I get the, I get the um, sense that both of you, and this may be an odd thing to say, I get the sense that both of you get each other. I would say, yeah, 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 definitely. Because there are so many times when when you you can be working with someone and it's okay, but you can tell they don't really get you. And and yet Mm -hmm. from the first Mm -hmm. time I I heard you guys sing together or saw the videos and certainly with, with this song. Oh boy, do you two get each okay, other? Okay, here's another duet. I think that I, I think that Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga from day one, before he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, he got her, she got him. Yeah. When they went in the yeah. studio, they got each other, and it was magic when they started singing. And it, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. there's not quite that much age difference. You know, no. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> But, Good point. Uh, no, I, I know what you're saying. We can, yeah. you know, I, I'm just, I'm hoping we can, you know, we, we've got other songs to do and yeah. work on other projects and uh, as as singer songwriters too. It's well, just, now, I, I speaking of other yeah. projects, Lisa, you're getting ready to go back on the road, and you'll you're going to be what committed to five months of performing. Is that correct? Yes, five months performing as Cher. So I'll be leaving January 2nd, just a few days from now, and, and I'll be back here in Chicago after five months. 
probably early June. No, yeah, early June. Wow. Um, but I'll be going from Alabama to Vegas to Australia, back to Vegas, <sighs> and to then Australia. back home. Wow. Yeah, I'll be going you- to Sydney. Now, you, you, you played Australia before, and uh, the, the reaction was wonderful. What was your reaction to Australia? Did you like performing down there? Uh, yeah, because, well, first of all, um, you know, we're, we're paying tributes to Cher and, right. and some of these other artists. We're not the actual people, but the audience there, they, they treat you as if you are the, the real <sighs> character yeah. that you're p- portraying and so enthusiastic. Um so we were in Melbourne last time we were there. When I say we, I mean Legends in Concert, which mm-hmm. is the show that I performed in. Really, we were there for two weeks and only had one day to really look at Melbourne outside of mm-hmm. the stage area, you know. Um, so I just had jet lag most of the time I was there. <laughs> but that's what I remember most, and that I had the giggles the entire time because I had, was low on sleep. But it's- this time around, we're going to Sydney, and we're going to the Gold Coast. I am looking forward to that. We'll be there much longer this time. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. We'll be there for the full month, so oh, maybe good. I'll get a better taste. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is the Are, video still yeah. available of you dressed as Cher? Were you at a Walmart or where were you? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. It's, because uh, you weren't wearing Cher's day clothes. You were wearing oh, Cher's no. night outfit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a little risque, even for yes. Walmart. But um, yeah, I was singing down the aisles, singing "Believe," you know, one of Cher's hits. Oh and my gosh. You, you can find a lot of this on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. Yeah, and uh, it's called backstage antics. So I do all these antics as Cher. Oh, all this, all this shtick, and you know, in Walmart. All right, all right. Lisa. Yeah. Give us, give us. There's four words. It starts with snap. Snap. Oh, snap out of it. Okay. <laughs> That's so great. That that, that amazes me. Every time every time Lisa Go ahead. Are you kidding me with this? That's another one. It amazes me not not only can Lisa sing like Cher and it's really in a it, it kind of a, a different way of using her voice, but when you talk to be able to emulate Cher's vocal just everything. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's fun, and it feels like, you know, I, I'm a magician. And it's fun to watch people's reaction. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, you've seen us in studio when you were like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got to ask you, Carl. Of course, the world is, is upside down as we move into 2022. Yeah. What are you and the Buckinghams looking forward to in 22? Do you got any well, firm uh, plans? Yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing, though. She really does share oh, well. It's and frightening. When we, when we started working, it's frightening how, how mm-hmm. and when we started working together, too, you know, I, one of the things she said to me was, I'm so happy to do this because sometimes I feel like I'm losing my identity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Her, own, her own, because she's so into it and she does it so well. But but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the Buckingham, well, we're supposed to uh, perform on a cruise, uh, uh Oh. January fifteenth. Oh, well, well, what's happening second. now with some of the, the and new... yeah, some of the cruises are are coming back or they're not going out or whatever. And I don't know exactly if you know for sure if it's going to happen or not. So far, it is. They haven't told us anything different. But this is a Caribbean cruise uh, oh, uh, that Harmon Travel uh, Concerts at Sea is the name of the uh, mm-hmm. cruise, and uh, we're supposed to go out in January and then. Um, and then we come back, and you know, I'm playing at the Genesee Theater with uh, the group America on mm-hmm. uh, March. Uh, 
I think it's March 12th. Mm-hmm. No, wait, what am I saying? February 12th. Okay. Wow, it's that quick. And uh, we did this show right at the beginning of the pandemic, we, a couple of years ago in, in March it was. But uh, we're doing an unplugged uh, Buckingham show. We're going to be on there cool. with, with, um, with America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're doing another Cornerstone date uh, about a week later at the uh, new Displains Theater, oh, Ronald nice. Rusty's Theater. Yeah. Well, I hope that, mm-hmm. that in 2022, I hope, A, that you're both able to do some live performing together, but if not, then at least we have the technology and maybe there will be a virtual Lisa and Carl concert or something that we can all attend. No, and, I hope uh, so. That would be uh, a lot of fun to do. But, but, but again, before we let you guys go, we have to uh, remind everybody, if they would like to get a copy of I Will Love You Forever, the way they do it, Lisa, is? Go to, well, are we going to send them to the WGN well, they website can, to make it easier? Yeah, they uh, they can go to our page, stephenjohnny.com, okay, yeah. and they will Steven. see links to your page, Lisa McClowry. It's right there on our blog, and it gives a rundown for today, and there's a link to you, Lisa. And, and if, if you say, well, I can't remember that, Lisa's last name is spelled M-C-C-L-O, right, Lisa? you got two, got two C's, because a lot of people forget that. So, so if you want to do it that way, Go to steveandjohnny.wordpress.com. Right. And it takes you to our blog, and you're going to see Lisa's name. Click on it. takes you to her site. You'll see Carl's name. Click on it. takes you to his site. And then... And you know what? We'll post links to your individual sites on our Facebook page and every place else and just send people to your sites. But they can only do it for the the next 24 hours, right? Yeah. That's correct. That's great. Well, congratulations, you guys. I hope in the not-too-distant future we get to see you guys in person. And uh, both of you uh, feel a a huge hug. Carl, feel a manly hug for me. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Happy New Year to you guys and good health and 2022. And uh, may we all get through this together and uh, to everybody. And, uh, you know, onward and upward. Absolutely. And let us support our musicians and keep them going because that's really helped us keep our sanity this year. You guys, thank you. Happy New Year to both you, Lisa, and Carl. Thank you so much. Big hug. Bye-bye. Good luck. Bye-bye now. Two special people, Carl G. Maurice, Lisa McClowry. That song is, you know what? I know that song is going to be a hit. Hmm. It's an earwig. It is now stuck on the jukebox of my mind. Yeah, I hear you. And that's a... It's a good thing. Whatever mind I have left. Uh, (laughs) We'll take a break. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. That's a hit song. Absolutely. Carol G. Marisi, Lisa McClowry, if you want to get a free copy of that song. Free download. Only because you are listening to this show for the next 24 hours, you can go to uh, carlgiamarisi.com, lisamcloury.com, and you will see how you can get a free copy. If you uh, forget those links, go to stephenjohnny.wordpress.com, and in our blog, just click on the links to their names, and we'll also 
post uh, links to their websites yeah. on our Facebook well, page. Well, you'll be up all night anyway, because yeah. that's your sure. norm. Somebody asked me in one of the texts, so how have you guys dealt with you know, the, the difference in the schedule? And, and um, sure. you're, you're talking to a woman who got up at 7 o'clock this morning because I slept for seven hours last night. She was going to bed at 7 o'clock this yeah. morning because that's just how he's been since he was a kid. Yeah. And, and we will crash sometimes, uh, oh, you know, 11, 12, 1 or something like that. If I'm lucky, I will sleep for maybe two hours, and then I'm oh, awake, and I yeah. might as well get up and just uh, be online, play guitar, do whatever. Ready work, to work do the all-night show. Yeah. It was never a problem for you. You were always wide-eyed yeah. and bushy-tailed on the way to work, and I was going, oh, oh give me coffee. But, but speaking of being wide-eyed, I am wide-eyed at the idea that the show is almost over with. I know. This went by like like that nuts uh it's been fun for us so i hope it's yeah. been fun for you i don't know about you but my seat's not even warm you know back in the days well, when, when we sat here for six hours i'd get up and go <laughs> okay i kind of gotta move and i'm all stiff from sitting here and i'm like what i just sat down but this has been fun and uh, again if, if you want to hang out with us go to our uh, personal homepage which is steveandjohnny.com s-t-e-v-e-a-n-d-j-o-h-n-n-i-e.com we would like it if you would like our facebook page that's facebook.com slash steveandjohnnyshow s-t-e-v-e-a-n-d-j-o-h-n-n-i-e-s-h-o-w and uh, yes our book about Les Paul uh, a little more or less is still available you can yep. go to a little more com and uh, find out about getting that now if you didn't listen to anything for the past almost 4 hours you must listen to the next few minutes because i'm going to give you advice on how to make new year's day new year's eve new year's day a success okay these are words to live by all right you need to get an empty suitcase because you need to walk around with an empty suitcase until you slip into the new year because then you can fill it with all kinds of good things in the new year. Don't ask me why or how this got started. I don't know. I just know it's a fact of life. And and I should underscore, uh, all of these are facts. Yes. If you're planning on eating lobster tonight, Mm -hmm. forget about it. Keep the lobster for a New Year's night, not on New Year's Eve. You don't want to do that because lobsters, think about it, when they move, their claws go backwards. You don't want to eat anything that goes backwards, like a chicken. No chicken tonight. No chicken tomorrow. You need to be thinking ham or make it all vegetarian. You see, pigs root forward with their noses. They don't scratch backwards. Okay. I hope Lisa's not listening because her poor pig Penelope's going, what? What? Um, That's Lisa Dent. Yes. Uh, you definitely want to have some greens. Whether you... we in, Like in, money? No. This is what you eat. In the South, we always say turnip greens, collard greens, mustard greens, uh, spinach. You Northerners can eat spinach. Uh, kale. Go ahead. Eat kale, Dave Ennett. Eat kale. It's green. <laughs> It's good. It's symbolic of money. And if you can get your hands on some good old black-eyed peas, and maybe you know it as Hoppin' John, that's a good way of masking black-eyed peas to make them more edible. Hoppin' John was one of my favorite groups. I dated Hoppin' John. (laughs) I don't know that I want to know the story of that. Uh Uh-oh. I'm slipping into the... (laughs) And this is before she gets the bubbly... So, you need some black eyed peas. 
<laughs> this is serious. I don't know why I'm laughing. This and these a- are all facts. <laughs> oh, control yourself. This is important stuff. Okay. So Wait black- a minute. I-, I need to put some <laughs> emphasis on this. <laughs> <clears throat> these are facts. <laughs> okay. I've missed that. <laughs> He's tried that at home, and it just doesn't work. I don't listen to him. Uh, By the way, to answer a question from a listener who's new to us, we've been married for 30 years? Going on 38 years. It'll be 38 years in April. I knew that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brain spasm. (laughs) Pardon me. I'm thinking about the important things. Uh (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Black Eyed Peas. Turnip greens or any greens. Eat you some greens tomorrow. Black-eyed peas. Turnip greens. <laughs> any greens. And and any creature that roots forward. <laughs> Not backwards. Okay, I think I better take her home now. <laughs> I, I, th- I think... Those are the important things. Empty her suitcase. Wearing off. Empty suitcase. New underwear. Be careful the first a person that enters your home after midnight if it's a guy with dark hair. Eh. Forget about it. Tell him to go away. Yeah, her meds are definitely wearing off. <laughs> We're going to go now. Uh, thank you for listening. Love you guys. Our, our thanks to, uh, to Ron Brown in the newsroom, uh, to uh, Bob Fricotto, the uh, the man who is handling the big plug. Yes, that's right. And to uh, Mark Carmen in sports. Oh, and Jack. And Jack Heinrich. On, on the other side of the glass. For, for holding our hands. Thank and you, make, Jack. Making sure we didn't lose the license. We didn't lose it yet, did We're we, We're working Jack? on it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's been fun. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.